Are the sun and moon really just flat disks spiraling above us? Is NASA really pulling off the biggest hoax of human history? And are so-called flat earthers really smarter than the rest of us? A big part of, of realizing that, that Earth is in fact flat and stationary and, and you've been lied to your entire life, you know, it's very similar, I think, to when you're five or six or seven and you you hear about Santa Claus and you're like, no, that just can't be. I know those presents came from Santa Claus. My name is Jared Herzog and welcome to Someone You Should Know. What's up, everybody? My name is Jared Herzog, and this is Someone You Should Know, a podcast where we interview really cool, dope, neat people and figure out what's going on with them instead of judging them. You know, too often we feel judged, right? I'm sure you have at work. I'm sure you have on the dang old street. I'm sure it's happened to you. And so that's what we're trying not to do. Now, it's impossible not to judge. When someone says they're not judgmental, they're lying because we think in everything in terms of categories and, you know, pre preconceived notions. And that, that's just being human. But the problem is, is if we hear someone talk and they're like, well, I believe in a flat earth. And you're like, wow, what a moron. Dude, that's not cool. This guy is actually pretty neat. And uh, the guy I'm talking about is a guy named Patrick Burke. And uh, he believes the earth is flat adamantly. <laughs> uh, he has all the science to back it up, um, you know, so he says. And I just had to get to the bottom of this. Uh, how can someone believe the earth is flat? Well, I asked and he told me and whoa, did he tell me? Um, he gets a little carried away in some of the interview. I'm not going to lie, but that's kind of my fault. This is new to me to interview someone long form like this, like an hour. And I think we went two and a half hours or something like that. Uh, so, but dude, it is a completely fascinating, um, time spent with him. Uh, a super nice guy and, and poor dude just gets yelled at <laughs> where he goes. People call him a hole. He said some professor called him an a hole, just shouted it out of his window just because they don't agree. And that's why I started this podcast. It's, it's so we can, you know, put our eardrum over the aisle and hear them explain what's going on with them. Let's hear them out, you know, because we want them to hear us out. Right. And so, yeah, um, you know, there was a lot of stuff I did learn. Um, now, now I will say that it prompted me to, to realize that I'm going to, I need a producer in the room <laughs> to Google stuff because man, I was really swimming around in the science here that I just stuff. I don't know, like the curvature of the earth, like what, what the rate of gravity is, how, how actually gravity works because you know, they don't believe in gravity. And so I have to, it, it's hard to combat his knowledge when I don't know the science that well. And so I think it would have been, um, you know, it would have been kind of fun to have someone Google and stuff which I'm going to do in the future. Uh, but you know, this is all learning process. So anyway, I'm going to shut my, shut my mouth and, uh, introduce you to a really cool guy. And Hey, by the way, if you 
have it in your heart, please subscribe and rate this podcast on iTunes, especially at these beginning stages, because we I got nobody. You know, I mean, this is, it's the first one. I mean, I basically get some friends to do it. So I mean, it is so crucial. And in fact, this window of time being uploaded to iTunes is, is so cru- crucial for getting in that new and noteworthy window. I don't know if I'm going to get into it, but I know if I get enough ratings, I will. So it would really help. I mean, wow, it would help. Um, I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. So if you guys have any other questions, be sure to email me at, uh, someone at gmail.com. And, uh, Hey, without further ado, let me introduce, uh, my buddy, Patrick Burke, a flat earther. What's up, man? Not much. Not much. Just uh, enjoying the rain. Enjoying the rain. We're about to get some storms. That's I think. I heard. Yeah. Yeah. The radar. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. The radar. It's <laughs> good. <laughs> Yeah, so it's pretty cool, man. I uh, I'm loving this cold weather too. The hot makes me just feel sticky, and not want to move. Yeah, you know, Texas. I know. Can't make It'd be it be rough. You know, it's funny. You know how people say here, if you don't like the weather, just wait; it'll change. Sure. Have you heard that? Oh, absolutely. You know they say that everywhere. Do they? Yeah. Interesting tidbit. Isn't that weird? Like you go to any place, and they will say that same exact thing. Oh, what about, Wyoming. What about Los Angeles? No. But many other places. Yeah, not not. I got LA, you. You know, but like, I've heard that across the states multiple times. And I heard a comedian say it one time, too. You like it? Mm-hmm. I like IPAs. Lovely. But I don't know what you like, so. Uh, yeah, I, you're, it's perfect. Yeah? Absolutely. You're a beer guy? Oh, sure. Yeah. Long-time beer guy. What do you like? Uh... I like uh, IPAs and, uh, you know, the occasional blood and honey. Mm. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I guess if I'm out and about and something fancy is not really an option, I'll go for the uh, yeah plain and simple Bud Light. Yeah, see, I don't really, I don't understand. I, I understand liking a good beer, but being a snob and saying I refuse to have a Miller Light, I don't understand that because mm. it's still fine. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah. I could be a beer snob. I mean, a beer connoisseur, not a snob. Indeed. Well said. I don't know. Makes sense. You know, maybe I should intro you first before we just take her away here. So I'm with uh, my good buddy, Patrick. Patrick, is it Burke? Is that it you is. your last name, Burke? Okay. Thank you. What's the, uh, what's the uh, like cultural background with, associated with your last name? Or do you have one? That you uh, have? I believe it's Irish. I really? believe my whole name is Irish. It's Patrick Michael Burke. So that does sound really Irish. As far as I know, it's pretty Irish. Yeah, I'm not totally sure. I think there might be uh, some German from my dad's side, and I know my mom's side's extremely Italian. Okay. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Patrick Burke is a notorious and well-known in town flat earther. He's here to talk with me today. Really, really super nice guy. I I talked to him yesterday when we met. And uh, asked him to be on, and he he was like, "Heck yeah!" And I was like, "Hey, you know, do you want to talk about stuff about flat Earths or round Earth?" And he was like, "Yeah, of course, I'll I'll be over tomorrow." So great topic. Yeah, it is a good topic, very interesting, and one that I'm not I don't know anything about like at all, and I'm not a scientist. I don't understand the physics of anything, so I'm here to learn. You know, right. I really the whole point of this podcast is just give people a chance to explain stuff to me I don't understand. Really? Cool. Yeah. So you're, you're one of them. 
So my next one's a, I think I told you, a, a vegan, okay. which, which I'm a die hard meat eater. So are you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, that should be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, well, I really appreciate Patrick coming by today. It, uh, it's a really cool, really cool topic because I don't understand what flat earth really means. Um, like if it's a disc or like if we're, if you still consider us suspended in space, if we're moving, moving in space, uh, but let's start at the beginning. How did you first come upon this idea? What first kind of sparked your interest? Uh, I think I was like most of the people in this modern flat earth movement, I guess is, is a good way to describe it. Uh, that, uh, stumbled across some videos on YouTube that, uh, seemed to be, uh, extremely testable, where they were presenting ideas that uh, you didn't, you know, it's not like some ancient astronaut alien theory delivered to you by National Geographic. It's some guy standing on the shore with a telescope showing you that, you know, boats, why boats actually disappear from the bottom up is is a matter of perspective and atmospheric conditions and has nothing to do with the boat moving out to sea at... Uh, this rate that is required to really be on a, a ball-shaped earth. Mm. And uh, so you kind of expose yourself to a few of these different ideas. And like I said, they end up being testable. And uh, so it's pretty easy to head out to a lake or even the the nearest ocean to you if you really want to be thorough about it and see that ocean water is not any different than lake water, but that uh, the surface of water, in fact, has no measurable convexity to it so and this is based on your eyesight at this point is what you're talking about sure your eyesight and and photographic evidence so if you you take out a camera that isn't uh, a gopro with a a fisheye lens on it something just with a standard normal lens on it and set it up a couple inches above the water line uh with a high-powered zoom it's pretty pretty easy on a clear day to zoom into the other side of the lake and see things that uh just don't don't add up hmm. on uh so was that what happened to you were you like on a lake and you were like hey i can still see the other side so there's no curvature here i started out uh yeah i headed up to, to ray roberts and started setting up some of my own experiments up there and was shooting back looking at uh the buildings at twu and the the new uh denton civic center and things that were like 10 12 miles away and saying okay there's topographic changes that may or may not account for these things. When you go over there with GPSs and mark it off, it sure seems like uh, these things are accounted for and definitely the bottom half of the uh, Civic Center isn't missing and there's not six or eight stories of the bottom of these buildings at TWU being obstructed by any curvature. And then, uh, yeah, you head out to to the Gulf of Mexico and uh, with your GPS again and set up in front of a pier and then take a little telescope or a high zoom camera or whatever you want to use, some binoculars typically will do it, and drive down the the shoreline seven or eight miles and look back at a pier that's only, you know, 15, 20 feet tall from six miles away. This is this is mathematically impossible by 15 plus feet. Hmm. Well, surely some scientists at some point has done this experiment too. Absolutely. And where are they going wrong here? I mean, surely they have a good understanding of physics, light, atmosphere, curvature, maybe or maybe not. Surely they have a good understanding of this. Where are they going wrong? Uh, I think 
they're Go ahead. they're uh, they're going wrong where they're uh, they're not uh, they're they're postulating all these incredible theories that we're spinning right now. So it's to, a theory. You're saying they don't have any proof. Exactly what I'm saying. There's no proof that gravity is a real force. Okay. Right. So a scientist that's up on there, so a physicist is going to tell you that gravity is is what like one to the forty third times weaker than static electricity. So we're talking about something that's incredibly, incredibly weak, right? So mm-hmm. by the time something's like uh, to the 75th power, it's statistically completely, basically impossible that, that the event would ever occur. So hmm. the uh, the force of gravity is so weak that it, uh, it can't be measured. There's no no curvature of any body of, of water at, uh, at an empirically mandated eight inches per mile squared. So for the first mile of a lake, you're talking there should be an eight-inch drop. But again, it's spherical trigonometry you're using. It's not some kind of crazy calculus or anything. This is like 10th grade math. So it's like you can open up a book and it's Pythagorean theorem and you break it down, you're going to get eight inches per mile squared. So by the time something's 10 miles away, you're already talking over 60 feet of drop. Mm. By the time something like the Panama Canal or the Suez Canal, which is 100 miles long, mathematically, there's got to be over a mile of curvature from one end of these canals to the other. And in the case of the Suez Canal, there's no locks, there's nothing. It's just a continuation of the two seas. And so do you really think, as you're sailing these huge barges down these 100-mile-long canals, that somehow they're actually, like, dropping over a mile, hmm. right? It becomes, uh, becomes a little ridiculous. Hmm. So when you're using a telescope to, to see this or not see this, how are you measuring potential curvature? Like, did you first, like... When you're analyzing it, are you saying, all right, I'm going to find out if there is any? Like, have you done this yourself? In other, in other words, is my question. Absolutely. Okay, so. Yes, I've, I've taken a, a telescopes and, and what's called a Nikon P900. It's mm. an extremely strong zoom camera. Okay. So if, if, like, the topography is moving, like, waves and stuff, how can you even notice eight inches or anything like that? I mean, you're not seeing 60, you're not seeing two or three miles out with this telescope, are you? We've seeing got- way past that. Really? Way, way past that, right? So it's like I've taken it down to Lake Pontchartrain, which is north of New Orleans. And until very recently, it, like in the last year or two, it uh, for the last 50 years has been the, the longest continuous bridge over open water in the world. It's yeah. like a 25-mile almost long bridge. Yeah. And uh, at that distance, there had to be like over 300-plus feet of curvature in this bridge that's not there. There's some, okay. there's some big humps that uh, allow boat traffic underneath the bridge. But uh, I've definitely seen, photographed personally, shots of New Orleans that are impossible by 50, 60 feet. I'm seeing the tops of buildings that absolutely cannot be visible on, on a ball that's 24,901 miles in circumference. And you're sure about that? Absolutely. So with this, with this evidence and the fact that reasonably or logically to you, gravity, gravity can't exist, paints the flat earth picture for you? Or is there more to the story? Well, I think it's really being totally familiar with what the alternative is, which is the ball model, yeah, right, which says water clings to the outside of a ball first, right that you're spinning, but you don't feel it, yeah so not only are you you spinning like a, a little bit, you're actually moving in five different directions, one of which is away from the center of this big bang that happened fourteen point six billion years ago at almost the speed of light, mm-hmm. but you don't even feel or have any way to measure even the supposed 1,000-mile-an-hour rotation that's going on right now, let alone 
the, uh, the the spinning of Earth around the solar system and the solar system spinning around the galaxy and the galaxy shooting around the outer arm of uh, some galactic cluster that's shooting away from the, the middle. Of the- so you don't believe in any of this? Are you saying there is no galaxies, there is no rotation, there is no motion in the universe no. whatsoever? No, I think there's definitely rotation above us that all the, the celestial bodies are, are like a massive timepiece above okay. our head okay and uh that the sun and the moon and the stars are all rotating see at, to me uh, like, different speeds to me but, it's yeah. like it, when you're in a plane and you're going 700 miles an hour you don't feel that either you know because you're in it consistent i, I don't know the science behind it and this is why i'm going to get over my head a, a hundred times over the course of this hour but i know that in a plane it's a pressurized cabin i know we're going 700 miles an hour if i was in a car, or if I was launched at 700 miles an hour, I'd definitely feel it. But in a plane, I'm going with it, and I don't feel it. And wouldn't you say that would be kind of why we don't feel it when we're on the Earth going 1,000 miles an hour, however fast it's going? That's what I used to would have said before I took a telescope out to a large body of water and saw that there's absolutely no curvature to the surface of it, Mm. because that was what I was trained, like everybody else was in school, to believe. Yeah. All right, but again, when you go and test reality, it's this whole spinning ball thing becomes like a Disney cartoon in a hurry, right? If you just Google images of satellites in space, right? Let me know when you find one that's not, it doesn't look like an obvious cartoon or, you know, kind of sneaky CGI. But the the point is they've got us all thinking there's, you know, thousands of satellites orbiting above our head and an international space station with astronauts on it. And man blasted off and landed on the moon, Fifty or sixty years ago, and it's and you're saying that's crazier than a flat Earth theory. Absolutely, that I'm spinning at a thousand miles an hour right now, but I don't feel it. That uh, somebody who was an honor student all through junior high and high school, mm-hmm. and spent years in college, and you know, done my best to to yeah, you know, even at one point acknowledged in a, a Nature article for helping out on a, a drill site. I'm not claiming to be some awesome geologist or anything, but uh, what is your background anyway? Uh, like, do you have, I mean, obviously you're well-versed in like something like this interests you and you know, at least clearly more than I do. Of course I'm a dummy, but you know, do you have any, like, uh, any background in physics or like, do you just study a lot or read a lot? No, I, my, my background before was, I was into every possible documentary that, that they put out there because I thought I was really enriching myself. I didn't realize I was just hearing this, uh, same narrative, Mm -hmm. I think now is basically to prepare everybody for some fake alien invasion where we're like, oh no, wait, it's okay. all pulled together. We're going to get there. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, what? I don't know what you're talking about. So, okay, but let's let's take it back. So, yeah. So no curvature because no curvature and none. There's and, and, and even especially in a plane from yeah. from thirty thousand feet going five hundred. I've seen that curvature though. I mean, have I, you? Or yeah, did you well, see like the curvature or window? Like we were talking about GoPro fisheye lenses, right? Like we we know the glass of the out is you know pairs up with the outside of that fuselage. Well, the wing didn't look bent. Sure, because it's up close, right? So the closer something is, the less distortion you're going to see optically through a just slightly, slightly curved piece of glass, which is what that is. But every plain glass is curved to look like that? It is. It's not to look like that necessarily, but they sure didn't do you any favors of fixing it, right? That's why they give you this tiny little window. They make NASA's got planes that are, are windows all the way down the side of the airplane, right? So you get this nice, awesome view of the the super flat Earth as you fly above the the motionless plane. Huh. Okay, so no curvature. We don't feel the spinning. Um, 
Gravity, gravity is illogical. What else? It's illogical because where is it when I, I let go of a helium balloon? All right, there's, there's no evidence of this force of gravity until supposedly in 2016 where NASA set up this thing called a LIGO. Mm. And part of it was down in like the bayou of Louisiana, I think, and the, the other part was up in like Virginia or something. And supposedly a, a gravity wave pulsed through their gravity wave detector for the first time in 2016, and they heard gravity. So you can actually get on the NASA website and like listen to this thing go. That sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, it sounds yeah, ridiculous. It sounds cool, yeah. yeah, I mean, fun, yeah, sure. Yeah. But if we're, we're funneling $54 million a day to these people, and that's just one of these organizations that basically exist, in my opinion, solely to perpetuate this myth that we're all spinning but don't feel it, and that the surface of water curves, despite it always rising up to your eye level, never curving downwards and away from you, never within you know any picture that's ever been taken that I've ever seen. Right? And, uh, yeah. And so it, uh, it, it becomes extremely likely that, uh, especially when you watch people like uh, Buzz Aldrin and Neil, Neil Armstrong, when they come back from their supposed first moon landing, then both of them and Michael Collins are all hanging their head, and it sure seems like they're trying to get their story straight. And, mm. you know, these videos are available on YouTube and so, easy, pretty easy to Google. Yeah. And so if you can connect the dots... It uh, and, and go back and look at some next time you're in an antique store, flip open some of the old National Geographics or look at the the headlines on some old like New York Times. And these things are all like these crazy tales of adventure and excitement. And really, yeah. it was just uh, what well, is a cool story. I mean, I'd, sure. I would love to go to the moon, like going to space would be sweet. Yeah, if space were Truthfully. a real place. Right. So as it turns out, when you measure these things. And, and leave NASA out of it, that uh, pretty much all flat earthers since the beginning of recorded human history uh, have, have gotten roughly the same answers, that the, the sun, moon, and stars are all uh, pretty close to us. They're, they're way smaller than what we've all been told, that uh, the sun and the moon are actually about 32, 33 miles across when you measure them with a nautical sextant. So, wait, wait, 32 miles Across? 32 nautical miles. I have not made oh, nautical measurements. Okay. It was just a little bit more than a, a normal mile. Okay. But uh, so probably not more than like 35 miles across. That's really, really small. Indeed. Indeed. And that uh, none of these bodies, including the stars, are any more than about 4,000 miles away. Really? Which is pretty obvious. They're, I don't think they're anywhere near that far away personally, but there's there are certain anomalies like in the, the southern hemisphere that uh, still... I haven't seen satisfactory answers for, but it definitely doesn't change the fact that the surface of water doesn't curve at a rate of eight inches per mile squared anywhere. And, and that I, I feel like if I was moving, you know, at Mach 1.5, there would be some indication of that. Uh, sorry, but the last thing is you can zoom in on the stars, right? And see yeah. that these things are in, in focus, number one, and that... Their light's in focus, yeah. Yeah, and that yeah. They're, they're nothing like these insane CGI images we see of Betelgeuse and... Antares and all these star systems that are supposedly real places with their own planets and moons. And I mean, what a fantastic, I mean, let's, so to take it from your position, like what a fantastic story we're being told. I mean, if all of this is wrong, like galaxies, billions of years, I mean, we all think it's billions of years away because we measure the speed of light and we know exactly how long light travels in a year. We were told we were me- that we measure the speed of light. We're told and by I, the people who measured it. Yeah. Which was done out in California from one hilltop to another. And, uh, you know, 
science. did we measure the speed of light? Well, I think there there is real science, right? There's there's chemistry and things that you can sit there and and. Don't you think these guys would be like these scientists would be pretty pissed if they're like doing all of this science and then they know the government's spinning it to the public to construe some uh, like fantastical tale? I feel like one person by now would have been like, "I did the science. The Earth is, you know." Flat, the moon is here, the stars are here, okay? I feel like, you know, just like the alien theory. I think there's tons of people that have done that, right? There's I mean, scientists? Done, that are scientists? Yeah. I, I'm sure, right? There's there's even, uh, yeah, I, I think there's numerous examples online at this point of, of scientists, mostly that have tenure at this point, that are saying, like, hey, yeah, look into this. I know it sounds crazy, yeah, but... Because, uh, like, you know, with the UFO thing, like, there is many people who, over the years, I mean, you've seen the shows... Of these guys who come out oh, and say, I used to believe I've, all I've of seen it. it. You know, they're like, I've seen the aliens. You know, I I was there when we were doing autopsies or reverse engineering what we found out in whatever. Sure, these are soldiers that were showing up to more than likely some staged event, right? Where it was like, okay, let's see how these guys act. They probably that seems split crazy, them. like staged. But imagine, right, like. Uh, in colleges, like groups of people get together and they have little fraternities and they have little secret meetings, right? Imagine yeah. like uh, supposedly a group of terrorists got together in a cave and somehow pulled off the greatest attack in, in human history, basically. And and we don't think that it, in the halls of, of all these Ivy League schools that some of these kids who are ultra rich, I'm not talking about somebody worth 20 or 30 or $40 million. I'm talking about somebody whose dad owns the airline yeah. And probably a couple of newspapers and maybe a controlling interest in the Federal Reserve. Right? These people they get bored. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when they get bored, they're like, okay, what can we pull off next? It's like, okay, let's uh So these are bored Ivy League rich kids that have the means to to pull off a bunch of nonsense, right? To, that seems like a lot of freaking news. work. Like that seems like more than a prank. It seems like a full time job to be able to keep this thing going. I mean, sure, I think it is right. And then you you look at who's in in control of the globe, who you know the the, the United Nations and okay, the so here's Council of Three Hundred and all these here's super my... elitist groups where <laughs> yeah. they. Uh, you know, get together in these weird meetings out in the woods and burn owls and what do you what? See, this is what I'm saying. You got to look into this stuff, yeah. right? I, I, this I is the stuff yeah. that you're that there's plenty of proof of. Yeah, tons of it, mm. right? But it's coming off of people who are filming it with their cell phone cameras, not coming off of surprisingly the uh, the news stations that all these people own that mm. uh, don't want that story told. I mean, I just feel like that we would have to be pretty dumb as humans to be fooled that bad. I mean, we're not dumb. I mean, and that gives the government a lot of credit too. And NASA a lot of credit to be able to dupe an entire planet into thinking the entire planet is a different shape. I mean, that, that is fantastic. I think it's just, uh, I think governments have always been collecting information about how to best control populations. And that in the advent of mass media and television and radio broadcasting that, it was especially easy for a tiny group of rich people, mostly international bankers, to uh, play upon the the fear of the masses, which is very easy to rile up. Sure. And uh, the the condition of groupthink, especially in times of uh, emergency or believed emergencies, that uh, it's it's pretty easy to get get people to do what you want willingly over over a long enough time span. 
And uh, I so, think that's what, what most people aren't aware of, right? Just like the simple fact that them encouraging, like, uh, this is controversial or whatever, but again, I'm just trying to use this yeah, for sure. an example, like 75 years ago before basically women had to work, right? I'm not saying, you know, more power to anybody that, that wants to work and, and do a good job, care if you're a man or a woman, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but that that action of of encouraging women to work in the beginning, which seemed empowering and all this, ultimately 40 years down the road led to the value of labor being cut in half, hmm. which now means not only like do you... Uh, you mean what you, we pay laborers? That's what you're saying? Is that what you mean by the value of labor? It just, you, you've got twice as many people doing basically the same number of jobs. Oh, I see. All right? So it was like, I mean, if everybody was getting by before, like doubling the workforce all of a sudden what 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 time frame are you talking about when are you when are you talking about talking about like what world war two because that that tended- i think like recently after world war two yeah i mean there mm-hmm. was such a huge influx of jobs because of the war i mean it created countless industries i mean from you know especially the space industry right which led to this whole space age and i think we dedicate mm-hmm. less than a percent of our national expenditure to nasa and it's- i think it's like three percent really but you should probably look that up. I've always thought about having like a producer who could just look stuff up. That'd be nice. Yeah. Maybe I'll just do it. So anyway, but continue. But uh, just the same, it's, it's $54 million a day to convince people that they're, they can't trust two of their own senses, right? That, that they can't trust their own, their own nerves, which would, you know, even in an elevator barely moving, somebody with a, a sensitive stomach knows they're moving. Okay, so right? how do things drop then? How, how do you explain like the, what, what is it? What, it's not gravity, right? so what is it? It's just density, right? So it's the same thing like a, a hot air balloon or a helium balloon. When I when I let it go or put hot air in it, it rises up because it's more buoyant, right. which means it's at that time per unit volume doesn't. It's not. It's less dense than the surrounding medium. So well, why it moves does it up through? It. But why does it pick that direction? I mean, why doesn't it go in any direction? Why does? Why do things fall only to one direction? I mean, which is down. You know, like the helium balloon goes up, which is down, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. But yeah. why does it go down? Why does a more dense object go down? I think it's just a, a fact of of the. Re- it's just reality, right? Heavy things like. Uh, but what is the reality? Like, what is that, that? Up is up and down is down. That it's not all relative. That that four thousand miles away, somewhere in in the middle of uh, I think the Pacific Ocean, it, supposedly on a globe, like that that place doesn't exist. There's no no ocean below your feet. There's no like continents. There's no airplanes flying upside down somewhere, right? There's not people stuck to the underneath in Australia and Antarctica right now. There's not penguins walking around upside down or huge cruise ships like sailing upside down from where we're at right now, which is the nonsense that they handicap us all with right out of the gates through this 500-year-long lie that at this point starts at birth and is pretty much inescapable to anybody in the United States, at least I'd say. Hmm. But, uh, you know, so, yeah, they're, they're handicapping us all from trusting our own senses, right? And then it becomes real easy to get us to do any number of things that probably yeah, to what, our guts what are they getting feel- us what are they getting us to do like what i mean if they're spending this much money i mean this obviously Again, keep has- in mind these people can print money right they can literally go and just type into their well, bank the account and- can this is the two different branches of no government. right it's always the name of this game is follow the money right so if you look at the federal reserve and look who, who started the federal reserve that the the same family the rothschilds family has been responsible for moving centralized banking uh, 
across, you know, like making it world a worldwide phenomena. Mm. And so throughout different periods in history, the countries have fought back against the basically, at least in the last five, six hundred years, the Rothschilds taxing of these populations and kick them out of various countries. But as of World War II, basically what that decided was that the Rothschilds had more money and resources when you consider their effect on worldwide politics compared to Hitler. Yeah. And they mollywopped them. Man, this is this is a lot. I mean, this... It, and so that was the real reason behind World War II, right? Hitler was up for a Nobel Peace Prize in 1939. But yeah, he no, decided he no. didn't want a Rothschild centralized bank installed in his country and told them and the Freemasons to get out of town. And it, it ultimately led to them saying, uh-uh, because he was able to create something like two million jobs in six years. And the, the point was he was doing good. He was doing too good. Yeah. And they said, "Well, we're not getting our piece of that, so we're gonna we're gonna run over you." And I mean, we weren't into the war until we got attacked at Pearl Harbor. Sure, because we had no business over there, anyways, right? So like, that was just our excuse. That's I what you're saying? I think high level Freemasons and our own government at that time were persuaded by other international Freemasons to basically play ball, knowing that war is generates a lot of money. Oh, yeah. I don't think it was eminent at all, right? I think really? we, we keep getting steered in these directions, and they keep telling us that the world's overpopulated and that a nuclear bomb could go off any time and all these like trauma-based mind control things that are nothing other than just sheer propaganda and nonsense, right? Because a scared population is a lot easier to control than a calm, collected, sure. put-together-at-ease mind. Sure. Well, that is a lot. That is a lot um, because... You know, it it's not anything we've ever known. I mean, common society around the world has never, doesn't recognize this, you know. Um, and I think, you know what's cool, though, is like, I, I like guys like you a lot because I really like people who don't, who really are free thinkers, who are just like, all right, y'all are wrong, I don't care what you say. This is how it is, you know? Again, I used to believe all this stuff hook, line, and sinker, right, until I heard the other side of the story, which is, yeah. you know, flat, motionless earth, and that yeah. this is this is totally testable beyond just watching my television on some National Geographic thing and, and so, going out and looking for myself, right, seeing star trails that are making perfect concentric circles every night around Polaris and realizing that's absolutely impossible if I'm on a planet that's moving in five different directions simultaneously right five now. different directions because it's spinning and, and orbiting. So on the ball model, what's causing day and night, right, is not actually sunrise or sunset. It's, it's Earth spin, right? Supposedly we're spinning in the eastward direction right now at, at almost 1,000 miles an hour here. Yeah. And uh, well, it spins as we that the sun is actually 93 million miles away and about a million miles in circumference and is throwing this light on us. So, as the the, our planet spins, the the Mm -hmm. sun appears to rise, and then same thing with sunset. And uh, these things are just they're they're demonstrably false. So, you uh, (laughs) you believe that we're so we're we are stagnant, not in space. What, what what are we in? Are we not if we're not in space, where what? nobody knows. The deepest anybody's so ever gone know. down is is eight miles. It's the deepest hole that's ever been dug. What about this. up though? We've been up there. I mean, we have. They claim that uh, you know there's satellites orbiting like 300 miles above us and all this stuff. Oh yeah, but, you can get on YouTube and watch a live feed of the International Space Station right now. Oh sure, yeah, it's, it's believable. It's cool. I mean, that's how they try. I mean, weather. definitely. 
Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, satellites. They're up there. In fact, I've, so satellites are not real, right? Neither is the International Space Station. These how do cell phones all, work? How do GPS work? They all work from undersea cables and and That'd line so of sight. Slow. No way. Not at all, right? It's fiber optics, right? They just had this stuff back in the forties. This is wireless. Sure, and so that's talking to a, a radio cell tower. That's right, just like any satellite phone originally. So the there was a Loran and Deca system set up, and the wire the, towers pointed up. Like, why are they tall? You what? Know, it's so because the the, the taller, like especially over a flat plane, the uh, the taller you get, like the the further your signal will broadcast. Right. Sure, but why would you need a? Oh, okay, I see. So okay, so cell phones connect to a tower, and those towers have cables that go underground. And connect. No, and I think all that stuff is wireless microwaves. Okay. Right. So I wouldn't, you know, put that too close to like, I'd watch carrying that thing around in your pocket too much. Right. It radiation is a, poisoning? Is that? It is a microwave emitter. Hmm. Right. And so it. it I know they did studies on that. Sure. And this is uh, another one of these things they don't want to come out and be totally upfront about because obviously they love everybody using a cell phone right now. People have Alexa set up in their house so they can listen to you and record yeah. you and really oh, get man. to know you. We are not that interesting. Why the hell would they want to record us? Like, because they can literally print as much money as they want, right? And at a certain point, they run out of stuff inflation. to do. I mean, that would diminish the dollar. The, the Exactly. The dollar. Why would they do they that? They love causing inflation, right? That's the name of their game is to expand and contract currencies over you know predictable booms and busts, right? With the, this is the nature of a, a debt-based currency, right? So the, the Federal Reserve is as federal as Federal Express, right? They're not a federal, they're not a government agency, right? They're a private bank that has named themselves Federal Reserve, so it's just hiding in plain sight, right? But they are a for-profit private bank, and you're not allowed to know who the shareholders are. And these are the people who issue our currency. Right, which is in direct contradiction to the Constitution, which states only Congress will have the, the right to issue money, and this money will be backed by gold or silver. I did not know any of this. So is this, okay, so now is this like on par with the Flat Earther theory, or is this common consensus? No, this is, I actually there's no question. If you this. look up the Federal okay. Reserve, right, and, and don't go directly to the Federal Reserve website, yeah. just get on YouTube and, and type in what's the deal with the Federal Reserve, you're not going to see anybody in any way that disagreed with anything I just said. Okay. Right. So as okay. far as like consensus of available potential sources of evidence, right? Yeah. You've got like the Federal Reserve yeah. saying what they've always been saying. Uh-huh. And you've got what everybody else has knows through, you know, like uh forensic accounting. Mm-hmm. Uh and so there's ample proof of this. I, I would stand behind that statement all day that the Federal Reserve is definitely not a federal entity in any way. It is a privately owned bank. It's why it's, would the Federal Reserve want that? I mean, why would the government allow that? What, what, they, what? they 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 shouldn't right. But so why would was, they? That they would benefit them more to own that. I mean, sure. To, so in 1913, when the Federal Reserve got established, right, mm-hmm. this group of uh, like I don't know eight or ten senators ran off to Jekyll Island, and these are extremely high profile people back then. It's like Einstein, you know, getting on a train. He's going to have press following on these people. It's like, uh, sorry, I'm <clears throat> not going to be able to come up with the names. I don't. It's like the Colgates, the the Vanderbilts, the the Coolidges. Uh, just the typical yeah. barons of business back sure. then. Eight of these guys, I think probably all like Freemasons, Rockefellers, Rockefellers uh, were definitely there. Went down to this private island where rich people go to hang out. Like, okay. not kind of rich, like super, super rich. Yeah. And uh, had been trying to re-implement, re-implement a, a centralized banking system for ever since Andrew Jackson got rid of it. Okay. Which was... I'm not sure when that was, but I think it was back in 1840s. Or I have something. no idea. 
And uh, and you know a lot. You must have really watched some documentaries, sir. I mean, this is like you are a wealth of, of knowledge and information. I mean, regardless of your theories on this, like you still know dates, times, and people. I mean, it's pretty cool. You must have taken a lot of time on this. So, how much time have you taken on this? Like, when did you when did you first start thinking the flat Earth theory might be it? Uh, about two minutes into the first video, I came. Really, across. you were instantly convinced. So I had, I was. Originally, I, I st- I've never bought 9-11. I'm not sure how, how old you are, but I was, at the time, I was 21. Uh, yeah, and, I remember it. Yeah. And the, my, my Jeep had got stolen out of a parking lot down at TCU, and so I woke up real early because I thought one of my fraternity buddies oh, was... Yeah, I was just weirdly. Dang. Uh, and I thought one of my buddies was playing a joke on me because they, they knew I left the keys in there in case anybody needed the Jeep. It was fine. Just put it back, whatever. And uh, the Jeep still hadn't showed back up, so I got up That's real early. That's such a South thing, man. That's, yeah. You don't find that in the north. Like we are such nice. You're such a nice guy. Like well, there was on. a bunch of guys that didn't have cars and stuff, and it was like, okay, you got to go get groceries. Like, it's like, you don't find that. I, that's why I like Texas. Like I, you know, I mean, I ran into so many different people who are like, I just want to get the f out of Texas. Dude, Texas the South is cool, cool, man. Right? Like, come on. There's a way about Texas. It's good. I'm, I'm not gonna meet a guy up in New York who said I leave the keys in my car for <laughs> five of my friends to j- drive whenever they want to. Good for you. I think that's cool. Right on, Jared. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I was up looking for the Jeep and come uh, turn on the radio and, and come across this program when the guy's like, oh, something just hit the uh, one of the trade centers and something just hit the Pentagon. And so I run back over to the apartment and wake, wake up the guys. I was like, hey, guys, wake up. This is, this is weird. Two planes hit. There's no way this is coincidental. And so we're sitting there glued to the TV watching all this, and none of it made sense, right? It, it was like... For me, it was the original false flag. It didn't make sense it was happening, right? I was still emotionally enraged by the whole thing, and I was like, oh, those damn terrorists and the the whole nine yards. But at the same time, I was like, something ain't right. Those buildings didn't fall right. That doesn't make any sense that uh, an aluminum aircraft can somehow rip through a quarter of a mile tall building when there's 121 four-foot, five-foot thick steel tube four to five inch thick, like coated in asbestos. This doesn't make any sense. This thing would get hit and then an hour later fall down into its own footprint. Then the building next to it does exactly the same thing. And then for some reason, Building 7, if you don't know about that one, definitely Google WTC7, World Trade Center 7, and you'll see a 44-story tall building fall down for no reason, right? There was like a little bit of stuff floated over and landed on it. And then like an hour later, this, this enormous skyscraper just falls to the ground and yet there's no coverage of this event on, on the news that was it day. Was a planned demolition? A coincidental planned demolition? Demolition? I don't think it was coincidental at all. I think, the, I think all three of those buildings were, were demolished hmm. very, very intentionally. Yeah, you know, I don't know about that. I've heard, I, I actually dated a girl, and that was kind of our running jokes, is that she was a big, you know, 9-11 conspiracy theorist. And I, and, and that, I don't mean that insultingly, by the way. No, no, I, I mean, I if you want to think like an airplane hit the Pentagon, even though it's supposed to be the most secure building on Earth, and there's not a single picture of this anywhere, right? An airplane or anything that resembles an airplane hole on the side of that building, that's fine, right? Or if you want to like look, in there a picture though? Sure, but before that, so if you get like the Dallas Morning News, like uh-huh. emergency urgent copy that they issued that afternoon, right? Yeah. They issued this whole thing with the planes flying into the the buildings. Yeah. And so I I had three copies of it. I've given them away. One of them still with a family member. The point is, you can look it up online. Yeah. And it's a picture before the wall fell over, right? And you just see like this tiny little hole and, and some fire. Uh-huh. All right. You certainly don't see anything that looks similar to the damage on on the trade centers. And, and two so, different buildings. 
sure, so why doesn't the third one have a huge plane hole in it like the other two buildings? And I don't know. See, but these are here's my problem with this. This is what I told her all the time. And we why are, isn't there a picture of it? Right? This is the most of, what? The, of an the airplane plane? hit for some reason. All the cameras. There is. There's a security. There's a. No, there's, there's not. There's, yeah, like, there's like the a picture t- of it, like this flash explosion. Yeah. There's no picture of any wings, oh, any okay. tail section, any engine. I should have done this. My picture research. doesn't exist. Really? For sure. Right? It's nowhere. If there was, would you say it was fake? At this point, absolutely. Right? Because I've spent years looking for these pictures. Mm. Right, so if one pops oh, up I now, like, saying, yeah, I, I'm no, I mean, not if there was it. one, then I mean, no, if there was a picture, I'd I'd try and analyze it, right? I'd see what uh, forensic so wait, photographers saying, say about it, right? Like, especially when you put moon landing pictures in front of a forensic photographer, it's hilarious, right? You get like an academic person that totally understands light sources and artificial light versus sunlight and its effect on like different fibers and yeah, but it's in space uh, and it was in the '60s, uh, like, yeah, and it's a we haven't done it since. Like, why would we? To do what? Why wouldn't we? Why would we? It costs it's like, why, well, well, Columbus went to America, why did we all come over here afterwards? Because... Because there's trees and people and gold, like, not dust and craters. Yeah, Portland like, cement. Yeah, yeah. Like, why, why would we go up to the moon more than once? And in fact, aren't we going back soon? I They've been we saying we're going back since, yeah. since we stopped going. So supposedly. I want you to see those images and get back to me. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, uh, you're so funny. So, um... Are you saying, back to the 9-11 thing, are you saying right, that... So that was my first step into kind of being skeptical about what, what I was seeing on TV, what well, the news real was fast, telling so me. Are you saying that so it was orchestrated or it was faked? Uh, I'm saying it was orchestrated. I, I think certain aspects of it were fake. Like, I, I feel overwhelmingly confident no airplane hit the Pentagon. Okay. All right, I think it's weird that, like, something like $3 trillion went missing and you get Rumsfeld on TV the next day saying, yeah, the servers in the Pentagon hit, we misplaced $3 trillion, right? That's, like, 20% of the current national debt. I don't know anything about that. Nobody does. I mean, I right? never but heard of that. there's plenty of videos of this. Okay. There's plenty of videos of the newscaster saying, oh, no, Building 7 caught fire, and it, it's also fallen down, right? Mm-hmm. When Building Seven's still visible right behind her. Yeah. Right? There's plenty of videos of this. Mm. Right? There's plenty of videos of firefighters that were standing there, like right outside the World Trade Center here, say that they heard huge explosions coming from the lobbies. Okay. And then heard successive explosions as they felt each floor was being exploded so that uh, the buildings fell down properly and didn't fall over sideways and such. The point so is they were taking care not to damage and kill other people. Uh, to some degree, right? I think they. they Why would still, they do that? I mean, they killed three thousand whatever people in Ireland. Why would they take care to not kill more? I mean, that's a. Who cares? Because they they also own the buildings next door, right? So they're they're not trying to like hurt assets of theirs that are are still mm-hmm. performing well. So, so, all right. So, all right. So. All right, so that's the end of the sentence. That's all I got. I'm I keep simple. thinking like, all right, I'm going to ask this. No, I'm going to ask this. No, I'm going to ask this. Mm. Okay, so what I'm going to ask. So we digress with the 9-11 thing, but all I was trying to get to before to, to come full circle there okay. is the, the 9-11 thing always struck me as weird. Let it go. Okay. No problem. And then I got a little telescope one time at Goodwill and came back and was looking at the moon. And my, my girlfriend was, uh, we were trying to look at the star, and I was telling her, you know, the official NASA story. I was like, oh, that one's an eclipsing binary. That's what causes the, the flashing of it. She was like, really? Yeah. That sure does look real close, Patrick. And I was like... Well, the light's closed, not the planet. You. The light is closed. Sure, sure. Come on. Sure, yeah, yeah. Like a flashlight. That's what I said to her. I was like, oh, simple one. You just don't understand. Watch you some NASA specials, and, so and you'll learn. So, And, <laughs> and so I, I'm looking at the moon, and I was like, okay, there's got to be other videos about this I haven't seen, like, 
I love the moon landings. This is epic. Yeah. And she was like, get on YouTube. And I was like, I don't know if I want to get on YouTube. I've never done YouTube. She's like, just type in. I've never done YouTube. Yeah. Also was, something you don't find in the north. <laughs> and <laughs> you only find in the south. I've never done this YouTube stuff. Well, I'm just you messing know, with you. I'm like, just messing with you. Go ahead. Yeah. And so I get on there and, and just constantly, uh, you know, I was typing in moon landing footage. And I was like, it's a three-day trip there, three-day trip back. There should be six days of footage, right? Mm-hmm. There should be videos of these guys, like, crapping in a bag. Like, mm-hmm. this is bar none, no questions asked, the greatest achievement in mankind's history. Nothing comes close. Not the building of the pyramids. Not, like, anything. If this were a real event. Well, pulling this conspiracy off is literally the greatest human effort of all time. Uh, that is the greatest human effort. Dude, okay, think how many people... Okay, so I was... I was uh, it's pretty darn good. I mean, think about right? it. But like, I mean, it's definitely not impossible, no, right? A, Especially if you can print money. Not impossible. Okay, right? that, that's if why... You can, yeah, you can print money, true, but like... Especially if you is, own all the news organizations, right? You own the print, I mean, you own the radio. How many people you own, have to be in on this? Not like, that many. Pilots right? who see the curvature of the earth there's all day long. There's tons of pilots that are flat earthers now, right? Tons, tons. You can get online, and there's tons of people flying for Delta and American, and these pilots, some of them staying on. But how many? The majority? No. Most of them aren't. I mean, most of them, Yeah, because most people... Well, here's the thing. uh, When I I was in flight school, when I first went to college, I was going to be a pilot. And one of the things we had to learn was that you had to, when you traveled long distances, you had to account for the curvature of the Earth in order to stay on. Because so, what's the rate of the curvature of Earth? Oh, I have no idea. I'm, See, that was so, like ten years ago. No, yeah, but don't I did. You think I that did would be really it. important for all these pilots to like constantly. They know be that. Like, they know that. A, a pilot and so, what about its rate that. of spin then? They would have right? to know that too. Oh, sure. No, none of these things like account for any of this, right? None sure of the does. navigational Dude, equipment in an airplane accounts Dude. for either the spin. Okay. Or there is. Have you ever seen that sniper special on Netflix? Sure. Where he's talking about the, the curvature the of the Earth. Coriolis effect. Yes. Right. Because he his optics start for the his for the, optics start blaring out like it, it like a one and a half mile mark. Right. You set yourself up with a P nine hundred, and I promise you, you're going to be able to see like there ain't no curve. Right. You're not spinning. Are you <laughs> Are you open to the idea that you could be incorrect? At this point, not at all. Are you one hundred percent? Absolutely, I'm 100% because that, that I'm not spinning and that if the surface of water curved, I would have had a, a, a photograph of it at this point, right? If it curved at a rate of eight inches per mile squared, mm-hmm. right? The, the, but you're I, not a scientist. That's, a, that's, the, that's the problem with, my, with, with it a little bit. Is sure, like, but like I, I thought I mentioned the other day, right? Like I was, I was a pretty solid student in high school. Sure, I'm not saying. And then got yeah. a congressional nomination to attend West Point. I attended UT for a minute, really? attended West Point for a minute. You, were you in the military? Only as a cadet, right? Okay, I had okay. signed up and, and went up there for basic training and spent a semester there and decided it wasn't wasn't my cup of tea, right? But I think mm-hmm. when I left, I was in the top thirty in the class. That's awesome, right? So it's not that's freaking uh, awesome. Like Ulysses S. Grant was in that. <laughs> like, yeah. It's pretty sweet. Old hug, man. or was he? No, he, he was, was in the bottom. His real name was Herbert. Yeah, that's right. And somebody got his name wrong or something like that. Well, they had hug on his uh, on his trunk, and he didn't like it. Everybody made fun of him for being hug, so he just dropped the dropped the H. Fascinating. I didn't even know that. Yeah, a little tidbit. I love that guy. Look who's in my background on my phone. Nice. <laughs> Excellent choice. I told you I'm a I'm a really I was telling him, uh, I was telling Patrick outside. I was showing him my house. We're in my house here in Denton. This house was built in eighteen eighty. I'm a big Civil War like American history nerd to the max. That's why I've lost so many girlfriends in my life. Like, let's be real. <laughs> and so I actually did not know that really cool tidbit about Ulysses S. Grant. A really cool guy, but also, uh, was he a West Point graduate? I think he was. Oh, yeah. I know. Was, as far as I know. Was Lee? Lee, I do not. I don't remember. 
I think he was. You know why? Because no, I think for sure I think so too. I think he was sure. because I think he was like the first guy to not get a single demerit or something like that. He was like number one, never got a demerit. He was like the super serious, perfect guy. Yeah, and uh, and poor Patton had to redo his freshman year. Like ooh. who? General Patton. I don't know Patton. Who's Patton? General Patton, man. He's Should I like, know Patton? Oh, yeah. Man, if it, I'm just oh, just got through telling how I know about American history, and here we go. Well, he's World War II guy, but okay, so never mind. Who's yeah. General Patton? Oh, so he was a West Point graduate. What you're saying? Yeah, yeah, who, yeah. Who was he? Who was he? Was he? What, what was he a part of? Like Battle of the Bulge or something like that? Uh, maybe. Uh, or why should was, I know? Him, like I he was the tank guy, right? He was okay. armored, armored cavalry. Okay. So he was all about the tanks, and he was known for, you know, riding straight into it with his guys and sticking his head up out of the tank, being like, "Bring it, you wimps!" Because they're like shooting cannonballs and stuff at him. Man. It'd be crazy to be in that kind of wartime. Because, like, we're never going to get that kind of war again, you know? We're never... I mean, it's like like they famously Hopefully say... Hopefully we'll it, get rid of war altogether. Probably not. Maybe. I mean, if there's disagreements, there's going to be war. I, I mean, if there's know. difference in culture, difference in countries... Mm. You really think we can eradicate war? Or that we possibly won't have a future war? I think it... Uh, I think it starts with people waking up, right? I think it, it starts with trying to cut out stuff. I mean, if that, we think uh, that we're wrong about the shape of the earth, I mean, are we really going to be able to be <laughs> prevent future wars and stuff if we're this misinformed, you know? I think absolutely, right? I think uh, a big part of, of realizing that, that earth is, in fact, flat and stationary and, and you've been lied to your entire life, you know, it's very similar, I think, to when you're five or six or seven and you you hear about Santa Claus and you're like, no, that just can't be. I know those presents came from Santa Claus. But eventually you, you think about how ridiculous you know the story is. And I, I actually remember the day my mom told me. I, I had the picture crystal clear in my head and I was like, I don't remember how old I was, but I remember exactly where I was. I was sitting on my bed and she was tying my sister's shoes and I said something along the lines of like, you know, when's santa coming like where is he you know where is he right now it's like christmas eve where, what's yeah. he doing is he is he gonna get here and she said no he's not and i was like oh wh- what do we do yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was the, it was this and then she looked at me and then she didn't want to tell my sister at the same time she only wanted to tell me and so i said if if he's not bringing the presents who is and she just like looked me in the eye and like pointed to herself and my just heart like, no. broke right there. I was like, but my, but I knew she was motioning to me. So my sister, who was like looking down and getting her shoes tied, wouldn't notice. And so I had a heartbreak in silence, and I will never forget that day. <laughs> <laughs> that is a true story. Yeah, that is heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I was a little heartbroken at first when I realized I got lied to about this whole thing, and. Pretty quickly, it, uh, that goes away because you, you realize how mystical this whole experience really is. Okay, right? so what what is the government benefiting? H- how how this seems like a ridiculous effort that so many people have to be on to pull off. Not one person has whistleblown this thing for real. No, no, there's been tons of whistleblowers, right? Not, you just don't hear about them, right? So you go well, back and haven't. start searching around on YouTube, right? Dude, we live in the viral age. One thing gets out. Everybody knows about it. I mean, have you seen, like, I mean, I guess maybe you haven't, but, like, the Eminem, like, uh, what's that guy's name? What's that rapper's name? Whoever he dissed. Um, Machine Gun Kelly. Bob? Oh. <laughs> say Bob? Well, B.O.B., man. Oh, B.O.B. No, no, no. No, Machine Gun Kelly sent a diss out to Eminem, 
uh, right before his album drop, right after his album drop, and then Eminem right. sent a diss track back. I mean, Eminem's diss track back got like 174 million views in like two days. Why hasn't this thing that actually affects all of us not have that sort of like, you know, fire catching ability? Like, it feels like this should be. I think because a bigger the brainwashing movement. is so, so, so. But so brainwashing deep, right? tells me that, like, I mean, we're all human beings, right? You're not like you and I me. I hope so. I believe so. Yeah. And, and, and there's an average. Like we're all kind of the same. I mean, intelligence, realistically, like there's really few outliers who are just above and there's few outliers who are really below. We're Absolutely. all pretty dense in the average. So to say that we're all gullible, to me, and no one's figured this out except for these. I prefer to say we're class. trusting. All right. Well, that's the Sorry. same thing. That's okay. The same thing. I mean, sorry, like, so, I, I'm so sorry. I interrupted you. No, 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 no. Please interrupt. Please interrupt. I, I interrupted you a hundred times. But no, like, <laughs> uh, but gullible. Yeah, it, it is. It is what you're saying. It's basically gullibility. Like we've been lied to all this time, so we've been brainwashed, and and now we believe that the Earth is round. To me, it feels like. Okay, well, let me start with the first question before I go off and get nuts. Why would the government do this? What of what benefit? So, like, if they're spending fifty-four million dollars on a conspiracy, how are they getting their money back? This has to be a worthy, worthy. Again, they can, the the people that are funding this are the same people that print money, right? There's now a centralized bank, and I think like forty-six countries across across worldwide. So, what are they getting out of this? What's their benefit? Is they get control over the populations, right? What kind of control? So, Controls to do what? Like uh, everybody shows up and they get a, they have this little army of people that does nothing except make new, really neat technological. I mean, gadgets. me, me. How are they controlling me? You're sitting here using their computers that have tons of cameras faced at you. So I give them money. You, yeah, but you're you're trading your time for money, basically, right? Sure. Is to so willingly though. Sure, but at this point, you don't know any other option, right? Because your parents traded their time for money, and their parents also traded yeah, their time for money. Even from the dawn of time. I mean, even the Egyptians no. building. I mean, even, I mean, unless you're a slave, yeah. Sure, but what's the difference between taxing people 40% and slavery, right? It's taking an additional 60% of their income. I mean, income right? is it's, the difference. And you're getting paid for so your time. So you're allowed to have some of your income. You get to keep 60% of it. So. Slavery is no income, It's for, and it's forced. You don't have a choice. I don't have to work. I could be homeless if I wanted to. Okay. I mean, talk to a homeless person, right? And like, yeah, but You know like, what I'm saying. But sure. I, I understand your point, but like, you know what I'm saying. Like, I, it's free choice. Well, all I'm like, saying is where does all this very... money go, right? Especially if they're printing this stuff and it's not backed by anything, right? And You're saying nothing physical. Nothing. It's not backed by anything, right? It's just this it's number all, yeah, that yeah. they the, yeah, the, yeah. like. We're all playing a game of Monopoly. Yeah, it's but all one player it, yeah. has the ability to print as much money as they think they can flush into the yeah, game. That would be stupid. While it's everybody's still, suicide. I mean, to do that. they know this, they don't care, right? Why would because they do they've got uh, they've got their Learjets. In fact, that's up why the South, dude, and, the South would spend like during this of war, like the South did that to try to like balance out, you know, and it ended up being like to where. Like a loaf of bread was like whatever, like two thousand dollars or something like that. Sure. Inflation. I mean, printing money doesn't mean anything because it's if you print more money, it just decreases the dollar the value that you theoretically already have. I mean, why would you do that? That makes no sense. Because it gives you the temporary ability to buy temporary. things. Yeah, as long as you keep That's raising stupid. through interest and these guys are supposed to be genius. In, like, I mean, it's criminal genius, right? We're letting them do it right now. When the Constitution clearly says only Congress shall shall print and issue money, mm. and it will be backed by a precious metal. Yeah, right. There's a reason they wrote this. It's not just like they were guessing. 
right? They know because without the currency being backed, that it eventually leads to blatant outright tyranny where all levels of government and, and mass communications are controlled by a tiny handful of people, which is exactly what is going on now and has been going on since they first lied about landing on the moon, for example. Hmm. Right? So these guys are motivated by money. Because money is a means of control, right? And you can take this money and go do whatever you want. And so right? control if it's not them. legal in this country, you can trade your play money in over here at this centralized bank and get some of theirs and go do whatever you want. But, you but the end that. result is not control. The control has to like lead to some benefit. Like, is it making them richer? Is the control making them richer? Like, what, what is the end result for them? That is the primary motivation to keep Wouldn't you this- rather it be your job to like sit on a Learjet and go to really nice, fancy breakfasts, lunch, dinners, stay in super so fancy money. hotel rooms and get massages and be pampered? And everywhere you go, people think you're just amazing because you're a Kardashian. I mean, people already think or- I'm amazing. I mean, <laughs> have you seen my shirt? Like, of course, people think I'm amazing. Like these people sell out humanity, right? And that just sounds crazy, man. I, 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 it doesn't sound crazy because you're you're clearly a smart guy, and like you've researched this way more than I have. I mean, I can barely keep up with you, like with all the stuff you know. It's it's really fascinating and really cool. But like, that seems like I can barely lie to my mom. Like, how can these? How can all of these people be duping everybody in the age of the internet? Like, because it's it's really not that many people, right? It's just that the the people who control the internet and who control mass media. Keep showing you the same people over and over and over. Control the internet. It's a it's a wild west. What are you talking I about? I agree. Control. I agree. But if you own Google, do you, would you agree that gives you some control over like the internet? Well, it'd be disgustingly uh, uh, <laughs> illegal. They can't do that, and they I get busted they with that. They get busted it, right? with that stuff sometimes. I yeah. think Google CIA owned or at least controlled. Right? So Google's also in partnership with the CIA. Sure, all these alphabet agencies. No man, right? if ABC, if that were NBC, true, why don't CIA. why not be China that? What they outlaw Google or just ban it or whatever, you know? Why not just do that? I've spent some time in China. It's cool there. Yeah. And what were you there for? That's when I was over there drilling, drilling a hole with a geologist buddy of mine. Really? What were you doing? We uh, he studies uh, like rapid deposition events where soft cell, soft shelled uh, fossils get preserved. So you'll, cool. you'll see like. A lot more detail than just like a skeleton. That sounds uh, awesome. And so, what he was specifically trying to figure out was like, how do these events occur? So it's it's kind of like like fossilization or like how do they die? exactly? Yeah, okay, this okay. rapid fossilization oh, where okay. the the soft tissues end up getting preserved quickly, which is and we yeah. can still see them all the exactly. Time later. You get Very tons, cool. of, like you can see scales and yeah, a lot sure. more detail than that's awesome. What you're getting out of most fossils. God, I'd love to do something like that. Yeah, it yeah. was fun. It was yeah. really fun. So, what were, what was your role in that? Was to just be uh, kind of the non-scientist in the group to to be the handyman. So, ended okay. up uh, cool. helping the guys with the drill stuff. Cool. But these guys had their their act together, and most of what I did was when we got back on campus, we were like ended up with all this core sample boxes and boxes of core sample, and so we were trying to figure out how to cut it up, and so. It was my job to help them process that and go find a rock saw and negotiate cool. it and get it back to the university and plug it in. And you sound like so. an interesting guy. I just recently discovered the. Uh, I don't know if you know what the anagrams are. I just discovered this. Talk you know to the, me. Do you know what the anagrams are? The anagrams. Yeah, the anagrams. I might even be saying it wrong. Like I said, I'm a dummy. I don't actually know. Well, talk to me. Okay, so the anagrams are personality types. Now, this is different from like the um, what is what is it called? What uh, like. You know what I'm thinking? Not the but astrology signs like or anything like that. What do you mean? Where people are like a color? No, that's the, like the aura thing. I'm talking about, so psychology has 
I don't know how how well psychology relies on this. I think it's actually like pretty well accepted, but basically they divided people up into nine different personalities. Okay. And so um if you're like a one, I yeah, I don't know all of them. Um but I've always thought this kind of school of thought, like I, when I, I took the Myers-Briggs test, you know what that is? I've heard of it. It's, it's, it's a basically general... a personality test. Okay. Like you, t- you answer a bunch of questions, like a hundred questions, and they tell you like wh- who you are and like what your tendencies are, what your problems are, blah, blah. Myers-Briggs was pretty cool. And in fact, a lot of jobs will make you take that, um, which, which is interesting. And then like, you know, of course, and there's the astrology thing, like if you're born as in July, you're cancer like me. Uh, then you might be da, da, da. like my, my my astrology. Well, for one thing, I think I'm sorry. I'm just gonna say it. That is all complete total BS. Like I applied, I looked through all of the descriptions of each of the astrology signs and all of the you know descriptions and tendencies or whatever who you are. I literally applied to every single one of them. Like mm-hmm. I was, it was like if you're sad, you might stay inside, and you also might drink alcohol sometimes, <laughs> and you might be a dude. Like, like whoa that wow, was so that, specific it, so it could have only bro. been me yeah that's definitely <laughs> me. Like, but but in the myers rig was a little better uh, actually a lot better but the enneagram so i got typed as number seven the seven it was like it it was so perfectly on that i don't even want people to read it like it was literally dead on to, like it was like you're likely held back by this and you know um you're you're either you're probably either a writer or a musician uh, oh that was the big one that really killed it with me it was like you're either a writer a musician or a videographer and i've done all three of those things <laughs> all three i was like this is ridiculous Whoa. yeah it was crazy and i read through that that's kind of cool huh yeah, it's so creepy check but, it out it yeah. is so cool and it's spot on like at least for me and i'm i'm not i don't like any of that stuff but that was so cool i just discovered this it's super awesome i don't know where i was going with that though i was bringing that up oh yeah so one of the things you actually mentioned this yesterday one of the things about number seven is that they're kind of a jack-of-all-trades kind of person like they kind of like to do a lot of different types of things um they need sort of like they're kind of desperate for a lot of stimulation and they're like always on to the next thing they're always kind of living in the future they're not really present that's like one of their problems i sound like a crazy person not at all okay <laughs> You're not like a, not in the I least. I believe there is a no. spot, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not judging you. <laughs> not at all. And I'm, I'm hearing you totally. I'm with you. Uh, but I, but you strike me as that kind of personality too. And I, man, why did I say that though? Man, I'm blanking. I know I said that for a good reason. I can't remember. We but, said jack all trades. That's kind of yeah. Do a oh, lot yeah. of handyman. That's what you seem like. You seem like you have like you have a lot of really interesting uh, interests. In, in, in a lot of different categories of things. Um, you're also like sort of uninfluenced by just external factors. You're like, I think this is it, and you're just dead on with it. Whereas me, I'm a little more fluid. Like I think, like that's why I even how would you on? Like I never approach anything with a skeptical mind. It's, it's not skeptical, and it's inquisitive. Like I'm like going to ask a lot about it and be very curious about it. But I don't think, like, my immediate reaction... I try not to have an immediate reaction about it. You know what I'm saying? And um, so anyway, I just feel like that you've you've dove into a lot of really neat stuff. And, like, you probably have a, like, really cool collective brain full of, like, all this crazy information that has summed up to be who you are right now. And, you know, it's fascinating. I'm sure you've lived a really cool Check life, is my point. Check me out. That's, I know that's we the whole say point it, of this we're usually, usually saying it about ourselves. So everything you just said was most excellent. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm a really cool guy. If, yeah, way to be. If you couldn't buy my shirt again. If you could Are you cool enough to loan me another beer? This is not a loan. This is, I bought this for <laughs> us. Like, so have as many as you want. Excellent. Yeah. I, I actually wanted to do whiskey. Are you a whiskey guy at all? On occasion. Really? What kind? Do you uh, like bourbon? Do you like rye or do you even care? I'm not that picky. No. I like near bourbon. Near or bourbon? near whiskey, excuse me. Whatever. No, just uh, whatever you have close. Do you want uh, IPA or do you want uh, want a, uh, I really enjoyed that. I think I'm going to do that again. The Voodoo Ranger. Okay, thank so you. Patrick is about to do this coolest trick ever. Hold on. I want you to explain thoroughly what you're about to do because for the life of me, I cannot achieve this. It's just uh, it's a little bit of so leverage. So he's popping out, popping off a untwistable top off this beer can with a lighter. I cannot yeah. do it. He's about to do it. Hold so, it up to the mic so we can all hear how you're awesome. Hey. Well, that was <laughs> it's, so it's off. I thought it was like <laughs> drum roll and <laughs> no, it was just he was like, yeah, that's really easy and boring. So oh. stop being so excited. Density. I get excited. <laughs> well, yeah, it's more dense. That's why it falls down because. <sighs> or do you think it's all relative, right? Uh, is it up actually down. Depending uh, here's on where the you're thing: is I, I'm not a scientist, so I can't battle you. You know, I logistically what you're mm-hmm. saying to me. Sure, but okay. Let's look at this TV. Right? Seems crazy. Oh, that's that's but, a dry lake bed. Sure. Right. Yeah. But, that's in the Sahara or whatever. The. Uh, I just made that up. I don't Utah, really know that. It, that's in the Sahara. I knew okay, one of them was. <laughs> okay. Anyway, dry lake bed. Where are we going with that? Uh, no, just. Uh, we're looking at a screensaver, Sorry. by the way. Oh, yeah. We're looking at a screensaver, and so what? it's got a couple of shots of, of lake views or ocean views. Yeah. And in all of these pictures, all right, the the surface of the water is always rising up to your eye level, right? And, uh, and that seems to be just moving to me. I don't see it rising or falling in either direction. I, and I used to live on the ocean. I used to live in Hawaii on a beach. Nice. Yeah. So were you ever able to see like Sure. We I lived in Pearl Harbor and we had cruisers and destroyers coming in all the time. I mean all day. And you know that is definitely what I noticed. I mean it, it the the tops of their ships are coming in and I see the ocean clearly like the the, the divided the, the line is clear and I see the tip and then it comes in, I see the mast, whatever, I don't know the names of the ships, then I sure, see the sure. front of the boat, and then I see the dudes. And Absolutely. Then blah, blah, Absolutely. then all of a sudden it rises. I mean, it looks like it's coming from over a curvature sure. if I ever saw it. I mean, but if, you, if you, you believe the reason you're seeing that is because the boat's coming up. I mean, no one told me that. This is my assumption. Like, I just, it just looks like it. I didn't, oh, I no think, one then was like, oh, see, that's the curve. I oh, just, I think like, you were probably told 40 or 50 times in Disney cartoons and all these other various places growing up. Sesame Street snuck it in a few times, right? That way, like, so when you Sesame go, Street is in on this? Absolutely. Everybody is? Again, all these, all these mass, all these, like, the, the television is owned by a tiny handful of people, mm. right? And all these people share the same agenda. Mm. And you either tote the the party line or whatever that saying is, or or they let you go, right? And so, again, there's there's not a single scientific test anybody can devise that's ever been done, to my knowledge, right? To to prove that that the Earth is moving, right? There's the Aries failure. There's Mickelson Morley. These are all the experiments that absolutely overwhelmingly proved we're not moving at all. I mean, they've even weighed the Earth. I mean, we, sure they have. How do you do that, right? Well, you, it's a ridiculous proposition. If it's a ball floating like in I a said, vacuum, then it weighs nothing, right? I just know that there's <laughs> there's 
many, many branches of science that dedicate, that are full of people that are dedicated and, and literally live and die by this, this proposition because otherwise all of their science would be off. I mean, all of their physics- No, not really, right? Because like we were talking about to begin with, we're talking gravity is supposedly a force that's one to the 43rd power weaker than static electricity. Okay. So all this nonsense that it's going to mess up Wait, their is equations. That, is that what you're saying or is that what they're saying? Like, is that's that, what they're saying. Okay, okay. Right? That's like, I just want to be clear. I could I don't be know. off by like a power. Maybe I don't, I don't it's 45, yeah. maybe it's 41. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. But the point is it's, it's a huge exponential uh, factor. Yeah. That, that, uh, how tiny this force is. And we're just talking weaker than static electricity, right? And static electricity, if you, you rub a balloon. I, I don't understand right? if you why rub you're a balloon, comparing those two. Like, what, why is that? A, because static electricity is a pretty weak force, right? Most people know static electricity. You can walk up to a door handle and feel yourself well, get shocked. It doesn't feel that strong. I mean, I can jump off stuff. Like, we exactly. can fly. I mean, of course it's weak. I mean, in comparison to uh, static electricity. Sure, but where's the proof of it, right? There, it's a theory. Gravity is still a theory. It's, I mean, it's sure, technically not proven, but... Density and buoyancy are not theories, right? These are The thing is, like, this theory has fact. fit into so many equations that have worked out, and that, that's why... Which that, ones? I mean... Right, even like, again, La Principia, right? Huh? The, the, the book that Newton wrote to, yeah. try and, to try and explain gravity starts with the first word in it is if. Mm. Right, it says if gravity, da 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 Technically, And then, then he writes a, a book full of mathematical equations, you know, thicker than the Bible... Right to try and explain gravity, and sure. it still like doesn't draw any rational conclusion. And by that time, you know most people aren't able to keep up with this. It's all by design, right? You make it too confusing. That way, Newton gets heralded as so. Newton's this, in on the absolutely. He was a, no. a Freemason. Newton no. was definitely a Freemason, right? Absolutely. So you got to be. You, you got to Einstein. Einstein was theory of relativity. Uh, I, he, he was the guy who. It's did. nonsense, right? Theory of relativity was used to explain away the ether, right? It was used to explain away the Michelson Morley experiment and Aries, what they branded as failure, because Aries failed to, to prove the axial or orbital motion of Earth entirely, right? What he did was fill up a telescope full of water and calculate the angle the telescope would have to be if it was actually the stars moving, right? Or if it would be the Earth moving. And in the end, in this yeah, super-published experiment, right, uh-huh. it came out in, like, Science and Nature and all the big journals, uh-huh. right? All the scientists agree his math was good and, and the angles were correct, and he had to make no adjustment to, to observe these stars, which meant it was definitely the stars moving, not the Earth. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of weeks later, you, or actually, I think it took, like, two, three years, I think, for Einstein for the, the Masonic scientists to, to basically realize, like, okay, what physicist has the creative answer to get us out of this problem, right? We already got con- people convinced water curves because of an optical effect known as per- perspective, right? And there's different optical effects. That start- yeah, but not high zoom pictures, right? You're never going to see a curve of water. You'll see the bottom of a boat disappear because of I mean, thick pictures atmosphere. like from, from space, I mean, there's a lot of They tell of you they're from space, right? But there's no proof like that these things are in space. Well, there's no proof that they're not in space, going by your theory. I mean... Sure, but the claim that these things aren't there is way less of a, an insane claim than these things are up there. They've somehow like, escaped gravity, and they're moving at 23,000 so miles an hour So your argument is that right it's now. less insane to believe it? That there's no belief required for the flat Earth, and there's tons of belief required... Based for, on your own knowledge. I mean, but if you knew what they knew, like, if you were like educated in the sense that like you understood physics to the depth that they do or, or astrophysics or whatever to the depth that they do. I think I do. 
right? I'm not saying these people aren't capable of, of mathematical equations in, in a way that, that I admit I'm not capable of. But as far as them trying to explain what spheres are doing in a vacuum and their effect, their, their alleged theoretical effect on each other and, and why the sun, the moon, and the stars are moving, and they're telling me really, no, the sun isn't moving, that it's stationary when I can see that it's moving, right? And, and I can feel that I'm not moving. They're telling me exactly the opposite, right? And all they have is a bunch of math equations because they know I'm not quite as good at math as them. So they're using them. math equations to confuse you? To confuse everybody, right? That way, like, you know, Newton but can math sit there is, and stand behind is, his calculus equations, right? He invented calculus, right? There's this whole new section of math that nobody ever needed but math before. is not cryptic. It's logical. I mean, math is pure logic. That's how music works. It's I mean, pure logic, yet, and, and still there's so the anybody could understand of, it. Yeah, but if they well, try. Okay, then how do you explain an irrational number? You mean an invisible number? No, an irrational number. Oh, the eye. are you talking about the eye? Numbers that the mathematically eye. can exist and yet mathematically have to exist. Are you talking about like infinity? or The, the, the little eye thing, right? Yeah. I can't explain it. That's why I asked you. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, but I'm saying it's, it's known as an irrational number, so certainly like if mathematics proves the existence of irrational numbers... Well, it's the same thing as dark energy. Like We don't know... It's nonsense. Dark energy is filling your head full of nonsense so they, that you think... They admit been, they don't know what it is. They just know it has something there has to exist. That's all they're saying. They're saying something there <laughs> yeah, has to exist. People they're are writing saying, fairy tales, right? It's like somebody has to be making these toys at the North Pole, Jared. They just have to be because all these toys come from somewhere... And they all show up at the same time every year. And so there's got to be a lot of little elves up there whipping reindeer, getting them ready for the big day. I mean, but what are, the, what are they? Right? There's no proof that any of these, these activities are occurring, right? But they admit that. They say there is no proof. They say and they so have- how many pictures of Earth do you think NASA claims are authentic, you know, snap photos like, a, like an actual? 25 or 50 Exactly. Or What's like going on, right? Supposedly there's between 2,000 and 22,000 satellites flying magically above our head right Not now, beaming pictures. down. Yeah, I mean, why would they do that? You just put a camera on the side of one of these multi-billion dollar You can literally satellites. get on YouTube and watch a live feed of the Earth right now and see that it's curved. And No, you can watch what NASA's telling so you. So that's all computer jack Can I pull that up? Absolutely, please okay. do. It's so fake. Okay. It's me, so fake. W- what we're doing right now is we're going to pull up the International Space and, Station. And while he's pulling that up, I tell you, definitely feel free to pull up any flight tracking website you want. You'll see that no flights at all are tracked over any southern hemisphere ocean, not more than 60 miles off of the respective coast of whatever continent they're flying off of, right? And this is a result of them flying over a flat stationary Earth, not some spinning ball. Uh, any flight tracking site you want. We don't, flight any, we don't track any flights over southern hemisphere oceans. Ooh, sorry about that. No problem. It's fun. It's very exciting. Okay, so I'm going to put this on the big screen, actually, so we can see this full screen here. Oh, I have this on the big screen. Let me pull this one down. My computer's about to blow. Oh, there it goes. It just blew up. Are we done? Okay. Yeah, like I said. (laughs) Way to be. Super nerd. (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right. So this is the live feed of the International Space Station right here. So this this is the picture they took. Uh, this is the path that it's taking, and this is the sped-up version down here. So we're looking at a screen that the first half of it, the top half, is uh, the Earth. You can even see the satellite there in the top right corner. 
And then on the left, you can see pictures are taken. No, that's, of islands. that's part of the International Space Station. Yeah, that's part of the International Space yeah. Station there. And in the middle part is the path where it's at. You can see the satellite with a circle around it. And then to the right is, I yeah, guess. Yeah, like this, where there's green. The Northern Lights. Or yeah. something. Who that's knows? Northern Lights, yeah. Northern well, Lights. that's what we'd assume. Well, the, right? It's some green stuff. Well, yeah, like, it's like Alaska, probably. It's over the, the North CGI. Snow, like, like, oh, it's so pretty old. This Look is all CGI. That's better CGI than I've seen in any Absolutely movie. Absolutely a CGI. Well, so these people can print money. Is that CGI? Uh, probably. That is an incredible CGI. Is it? Yes. That. I mean, every planet are, you've ever seen is CGI, right? That is CGI. Totally. Or it's, it's, there it, is no way you think that. I absolutely do not think that, that that satellite or whatever that thing is 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 floating above my head right now. Not caught, at all, do I? just I. caught a beer. That was a nice catch. Oh, I saw you. that. Okay, thank you. I did. What is this? C- CGI. Bad CGI. Bad CGI. What happened? I mean, they these people have, can launch that, an international space station, but they can't upload like a picture that's in focus, right? They, they've got <laughs> it's like in focus there. They've got a hundred billion dollar international <laughs> space station, and they got to okay. give me a blurry picture. Let's talk about the top right? here. These are all CGI. They cut in for those windows right out in the rotunda. Is what that part of the international space station is called, right? The but all we've the been footage. having these pictures since the sixties, man. I know they're cool. It We've doesn't make them real. They didn't have CGI back then. What about that? Look at this right that picture right there. CGI? Uh, like, That's clouds. I mean, it that, doesn't show it's just some clouds. I don't see them morphing. I don't see them changing. How about that? That's clouds and It's definitely not real, right? Cuz I know the curve isn't there. <laughs> Is that it's the like, only reason you don't think it's real? And to me now that uh, that looks fake, right? Especially if you you use like uh, Google or YouTube again and and look up any amateur balloon footage you want, right? So some of these people that'll launch weather balloons, get them up to 120,000 feet. Sure. And again, as long as they're not using a GoPro fisheye lens, it's a completely flat horizon, completely so, flat at 120,000 feet. And so if boats are really disappearing behind this curve when you're standing at sea level. Yeah. It should be hilariously obvious as anything when something's 120,000 feet above this supposed spinning ball, right? Yeah, it sounds right. Yeah, man. I don't know. But to me, when I look at this, this really looks <laughs> like a, a lot. Oh, no, I actually wanted to get them because I did two. You're going to like it. What did I do? No, I did, I did one. I did okay. this, and then I did a revolver first. I'm going to go to the revolver next. And like I said, please have as many as you want. In fact, have all of them because that makes this conversation a lot more interesting. So. And so not to – just to quickly cover sure. since – so it started out with me. I got a little skeptical because the 9-11 stuff I saw, and then after that, all the stuff I didn't see anymore, like these firefighters saying what they really heard, these people that are... You know, 9-11? Yeah, yeah. So I was a little skeptical, and then I start looking at the moon through the telescope, and I'm like, what were these guys thinking? Get on YouTube and stumble across a video called The Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon, mm. and was like, oh, man. Oh, man. I'd never like have, have seen one of these videos where they're... they're you know, I always thought it, people were just arguing about like light sources on the moon. Mm. I didn't realize there was this entire library full of information, like showing just how fake this event was. Like, I mean, it's it truly gets comical, right? You spend just the, the first day, you're like, no, they couldn't have faked it. They couldn't have faked it, right? And then by day three, you start like seeing just video after video after video of these people that worked at the rocket companies, uh, former military commanders. Of university academics that are trained in in forensic photography, just tearing these pictures apart, and so I was just trying to get away from the moon landing thing because I was so hurt as a as an American and just as a person. I was like, oh my gosh, they no way do these people land on the moon. And so the question I kept asking myself is, why would they fake that? Mm-hmm. Like that's just crazy. Like, yeah. 
why would you fake it, right? And so there's there's a million reasons you'd fake it once you get over the over the cognitive dissonance and and the, the, the emotional hurt of it. There's you can think of you can sit there and think of reasons all day, but uh, I I knew there had to be some big reason for it, right? And so a couple of weeks later, I was now into the YouTube thing and I was looking around on it and this thing kept popping up, flat earth, flat earth, it's like Eric Dubay, flat earth conspiracy documentary. I was like, okay, this will cheer me up. This is certainly going to be ridiculous. And it was about two minutes into this video and he kept showing me flat horizons. And I've been on an airplane, I don't know, probably 75, a hundred times, been on a bunch of international flights, went skydiving, been scuba diving. So I get density and buoyancy. I, I get like large bodies of water. I've been out on a cruise, like, I've seen all these views firsthand. I've been on top of mountains, like been glacier climbing, like whatever. And, and I, I distinctly remember the first time I got on an airplane thinking like, Oh, I'm going to see the curve. This is awesome. I was like seven and I was flying alone. Maybe I was eight and I was flying alone to New Mexico to go visit this buddy. And I was like, okay, my parents hooked it up. We're on this plane. They got me in a window seat. And I just remember being so let down when I was like, it's flat. That doesn't make any sense. Like I know the geography teacher just told me like, Well, maybe we weren't high enough. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, if you were like on an international flight to London, like, and you were really sure. Really but if high. you're telling me I can see the curve when I'm standing in Hawaii watching the fleet come in, well, why yeah. in the world can I not see some curvature at least at the edges of when I press my my seven year old eye up to the glass and I'm I'm being honest with myself and I'm like, where's the curve? I'm going to see. I, it right I didn't now. notice that that the Earth was curved. I just noticed that I saw parts of the ship first before I saw the rest. Sure. And that's so, as if it due was to the optical phenomena known as, as perspective, right? So as things like, especially boats get further away from you, they, they all get smaller, yep. right? Nobody disagrees on this, yep. but they also disappear from the bottom up based on atmospheric conditions. So it's all it's, atmosphere every time. Uh, it can also happen as a result I mean, of it, large waves or something. Here, not down below. Like. Sure, but right there at the interface of, of liquid water and, and air, right? That's where humidity is going to naturally be the highest, where evaporation is occurring sure. actively, mm-hmm. right? And and so as you're looking through, especially if you're standing like on the coast and you're looking through this layer of evaporating water turning into to air vapor, mm it's going to cause distortion. And so there's a couple of mirage effects. One of them is known as a, a Fata Morgana, excuse me, a Fata Morgana, uh, which causes a, a mirroring effect. And so you'll Is that think, like what people see, uh, um, like mirages? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. So it's like the, the yeah, hot, that. like when, when a road looks like it's a mirror yeah. over distances. I understand, yeah. I understand uh, that, yeah. And so when, when this effect, like when you're, you're really out of the coast and on a totally unobstructed horizon, these effects get amplified. Uh, but every time this boat, especially on a clear day, mm-hmm. are are going to be disappearing at all different distances, never at some curved, predictable rate of eight inches per mile squared, which if the Earth really is this uniformly shaped ball that's got water somehow sticking to the outside of it while spinning at a 1,000 miles an hour, while you're standing on the shore looking at a boat, there should be a curve of water. In addition to waves and, and these other things, tides, all this stuff is in addition to this eight inch per mile squared curve. So like I said, by the time like a freight, uh, like a big freight boat or a battleship or something is just 10 miles away on a clear day, if you zoom back in, there's a good chance you're going to be able to see from being six feet tall, standing on on the beach. If the water's calm. And like I said, it's a clear day. You're going to be able to see a wave splashing off the side of that boat Hmm. at 10 miles, right? This is the deck of that ship. Isn't 66 feet tall, Right. So, uh, 
sorry, that math's not perfect. You'd subtract That's three right. from the 10 miles, so it'd be seven times seven is 49. So you'd be looking at like 38 feet of supposed curvature. And I promise you, when you go test it yourself, this curvature doesn't exist in reality. Hmm. Right. And I'm not the only one saying it. There's now millions of people that have uploaded videos to YouTube with the strongest zoom camera, a Nikon P900. There's now a P1000 out, but it's the strongest zoom camera you can get. It's intense, especially compared to like a Newtonian style telescope, something that's can reach out. These cameras are amazing. Hmm. And, uh, and nobody's coming back with any curvature, which means if there's not any curvature that you can see, like you can't measure it, nobody can. Mm-hmm. That you're telling me, supposedly you think pilots somehow account for this? Yeah, it's a, it was curvature in our, of Earth. Well, we but, fly something called VFR, and I it's been like almost ten years since I've uh, since I've been in school. But um, it's whenever like we have no visibility and we have to track where we're going. Still, part of the equation to figure out where we're going, we have to take into account the curvature of the Earth. So and otherwise, otherwise we end up just like many planes before they took into account the curvature of the Earth, but end up in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Because to I them, totally agree because because the Earth there is no curve. So if you're taking an account into no, this no, no. curve before they took an it's account, it's going to make you no, end no. up off your flight path, right? So if you look at a, a map of the United Nations, like the the UN logo is actually a flat Earth map, right? And I, I'm not sure, but it's called an azimuthal equidistant map. And it's what all navigators, whether it be navigators and aviators, use for planning flight routes. Right? And it's just a big, perfect flat Earth map. Mm -hmm. The North Pole's right in the middle, like a dartboard, and the outer edge is Antarctica. And beyond that, nobody nobody really knows for sure. So the flat Earth map, I looked at it last night after talking to you. That looks mind-blowing, for one thing. Um, I've never seen that. It's just the United Nations emblem right if you look at the united nations flag that is a flat earth map okay they leave off antarctica yeah but if you consider the laurel laurel leaves around the edge so i noticed that on the edge it was all ice so that so what we believe to be antarctica is actually not antarctica it's not a continent it's this like layer of ice is that is it's that correct a continent but it's the shape of a ring right it's the outside edge of where we're allowed to see so this so what continent lies, is the ring that goes around this our Earth. And as far as we know, that's what's holding in all the oceans. So what's beyond 1,200 miles inland or southward on a flat Earth map, right? The, the north is in the very center. So if you're headed north, you're, you're going to the centermost point. Think of a dartboard. And if you're going east, you're moving uh, around in a circle towards the rising sun. And if you're moving west, you're, you're moving around uh, the, the North Pole in a circle. Yeah. Uh, and that's what explains night and day and the seasons. What what does the the circular path of the sun and that it's making so the path so the the sun flies around. So okay, so I'm going to paint how I understand it, and you're going to cr- tell me where I'm wrong. So according to you, we live on a flat circular disc, all surrounded. by... I got to stop you there. Okay, no, right. All we're allowed to see of Antarctica is we know that the there's documented, well documented records of navigators who have quote unquote tried to circumnavigate around Antarctica. Right. And so if it's on the bottom of a ball, this Island should be about 13,000 miles in circumference. Right. And so if it's on a flat earth, it's somewhere between 50 and 70,000 miles in circumference. Right. And it's all the way around. It's a huge ring around the outside. Yes. But as far as us being on some disc, so to say, no, Right there's there's that's going to be the most common image you're going to see as you start to look into the flat Earth. You're going to see this disc with this dome so what force is field thing over it. 
We don't know. Nobody knows for sure because, okay. number one, you're not allowed to go to Antarctica. No independent exploration of Antarctica is allowed per the 1954 treaty, the Antarctic Treaty. And so this treaty also applies to the Arctic as well. So it's actually illegal for anybody, you know, if we were to sell my house and go buy a boat, to, to sail to Antarctica with a bunch of four-wheelers or snow snowmobiles. Who's policing that? The United Nations is, right? And okay. so there's 49 signatory co- countries, all of which who have na- naval vessels stationed in various places to enforce this this blockade. Okay. Right? So they're like, yeah, you're down on, like, the South African duty, right? And this... Is this a real thing? Like yeah, this is really happening. Okay, okay. Right? And so they don't catch everybody. I'm with you. Like, yeah. uh, you, you could sneak by this if you did it right. But the the point is the people that have snuck by them and gone and done it, uh, two of them ended up making it to McMurdo, and the other three disappeared when the boat disappeared for some reason, right? These are extremely experienced sailors that all of a sudden— An extreme situation, though. I mean, that's a, that's a crazy area down there, or over so there. So we're told, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, who who knows really the truth of it? It's, it's illegal to go there. So it's not a disc. We don't know what it is. And, yeah, then, and uh, above yeah. us, the moon, the moon is— hovering over us i guess and then the nor do we know what's at the north pole for the record right there's there's no video that i find to be uh confirmable verifiable is there a north pole on a flat earth indeed yes right so polaris the north star yeah right since the beginning of time has remained directly above the north magnetic pole of earth right right it doesn't mean that the earth's rotating it does mean that polaris is turning on its own axis as all the other stars remain in perfect uh uh, they they maintain all their relative distances as they make this well, that would big heat circle every night. Spinning for sure. Sorry, wouldn't that heat credence to us spinning right there? No, not at all. Because the stars are making, like I say, if you take uh, a camera and point it at the stars for like five or six hours, you see all the these trail. Yeah. you see the star trails, right? And so all going one way, absolutely. So and and the only thing, the only variation from that is the so called planets, which originally was planete, which just meant wandering star. Well, right. I understand planets in Greece or wherever that. Were you talking about Roman times? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, they're the ones who named the planets. I'm pretty sure, uh, to some degree, Jupiter, Venus. I'm pretty sure that's all. I think most of them are Pluto. Roman gods, but some of the, yeah. those Roman gods are based Mercury. on Sumerian gods that pre-exist cool. the Roman gods. I believe. Isn't religion, religion history is ridiculous? Well, it's it is ridiculous. I mean, ridiculously so then, vast. But go ahead. Well, then there's other things you look into, like uh, pre pre uh, pre Diluvian period. You're a history guy, right? So you're probably is, aware that there's uh, this so-called myth uh, that uh, Earth was flooded at one one point, right? And that this you talking about the Bible story, uh huh? Yeah, known as Atlantis got wiped off the Earth, and right. Noah, this guy, made it. Sure. Right. As it turns out, this is a story that exists in 600 different cultures. Hmm. I, I, yeah, I did know that. I didn't know it was 600, right. but I do know it existed among a lot of different cultures. And then it turns out there's yeah. tons of places that are buried along coastlines in Japan and along the Mediterranean that would indicate sea level was probably about 300 feet lower in the recent past, not like some ice age and all these crazy geologic times they're trying to sell us. Yeah. Uh, that maybe sometime in the last eight, twelve thousand 12,000 years. So I guess at that point it is sort of geologic time, but... That uh, some of these so-called myths of, of a great flood are 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 extremely prevalent and uh, extremely well backed up by by modern geology. There's so your point is that that did happen or did not that I think almost beyond any shadow of any doubt the the Earth was flooded 
and and it killed most everything. And at some point, uh, life slowly made a comeback. Yeah, I think that is, is historical fact, I think. So do you have any religious affiliation? Not really. I was raised Catholic, and, uh, you know, I got no beef with Jesus. I got no beef with... <laughs> God, that should be a t-shirt. Muhammad, I got no Buddha, beef with Jesus. Like, none of it. Uh, so I, you're like agnostic, you think there's a higher power, but you just don't think that it's necessarily one God or the other? I think that there is, like, I think in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. So, so you do whatever, believe in God. I believe in, in God, yes. Okay. And so the rest of it, I don't know. I'm not really in on it. Like, my vote's not in on it. I, I don't know. I think there's a. Okay. So you believe in a higher creator, though? Absolutely. So I, again, because the, the alternative is you believe in gravity. And I know demonstrably gravity. So you don't think is, gravity and Christianity can co- or a God could coexist? I used to have no problem. Like, I've read the Bible cover to cover a couple of times when I was much younger mm-hmm. and tried to glean whatever wisdom I could then. I find myself, especially since this flat earth thing, looking to the Bible, at least up until recently, uh, to, to try and see what the Bible had to say about it. Sure. And some of these other ancient texts, trying to use them more as historical documents. But, of course, I prefer the Bible because it's the translations I'm familiar with are written in English, and, and that's the only language I speak in bad English. But <laughs> it... Uh, the point is the the Bible, if you're reading it honestly, has got 216 references to the, the shape of the earth, to the fact that the earth was created before the sun, to the non-motion of earth, to the overall shape of it being flat and level, uh, and not a single... And, and there's even super obvious examples where the translator clearly knew the difference between the, the word circle and, and the word ball. Ball? And, ball is in a like ball. a ball okay. like so everybody tries to like play it off oh the round model is like no let's call it what it is the spinning ball model doesn't that just sound like a disney story like right out of the gates uh no okay i mean eventually it will i promise everybody's gonna come around right it's it's just a matter of when people are ready to, to take you know, a red it, pill it, here's the thing uh, go back to the religion thing like whatever story you subscribe to it sounds crazy like even my round ball theory is kind of crazy and fantastic. And the flat earth theory is crazy and fantastic too. It's really just what makes the most sense to you. But you know, most is like, right. You know I mean? I don't know, man. I think that's wildly selling reality short. Right. And I mean, and, there's no objective I, reality. We all live in our own perspective. We all live in our own head and objective reality. I we think can't that's, know. that's the reason for this deception, right. Is to convince otherwise wildly rational, super intelligent people. Just like I like that, the color that, that red, nothing you may not. Can, that yeah. has nothing to do with knowing that the surface of water is demonstrably flat, that there's absolutely no eight inch per squared mi- or mile squared curvature of, of water, right? One of these is science, plain and simple, right? I'm saying there is no curve. Somebody else is saying there is a curve. Well, a whole branch of science disagrees with you. I mean, who's most- the whole branch of science? Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's a good uh, scientist. <laughs> Carl Sagan. These people are both Freemasons, good- right? There's only been 500 and I think 12 people claim to have, have you ever watched the been cosmos? in space. Have you watched Oh, yeah. No. Multiple times. Absolutely. You watched it? Absolutely. Multiple Objectively. times. Like, have you given I used to a- love it. I, love I it. used to love it. I mean, I Don't was the guy. Cosmos for me, man. I love that show. <laughs> well, some of it, like, I think a tardigrade's a real thing. Well, yeah, but I don't think thing, like uh, animal thing. I don't so think some yeah. enormous ball of hydrogen and helium exploding light years away is a real event. So, do you think he's lying or misinformed? Uh, I think he's definitely lying. 
crazy. Absolutely. Is it walking around perpetuating this NASA lie that was started what, however many 500 years ago? 100%. No way. No question asked. Absolutely. And you think I'm the crazy one. No way. Neil deGrasse Tyson is so full of nonsense. He's such like a Freemason. He's an actor, right? These people, uh, and again, like you'll hear me rip on Freemasons and Jesuits and and for the most part, I think a lot of these people probably are good people. Like the, the overwhelming majority of these people are probably good people, right? They just want to be part of a group. They want to belong. They want to try and show up to things and donate their time and be good people. But again, Why when you realize every single astronaut, all 12 astronauts who claim to have walked on the surface of the moon were Freemasons, right? And that, that every astronaut now who claims there's only like 512 of them, I think, who claim to have been in orbit around the spinning ball planet Earth. The pale blue dot, as Freemason Carl Sagan would tell you, uh, the the Freemason, you know, Sir Isaac Newton with his La Principia, starting with if and a whole bunch of nonsense, right? It's like if this were a real force, Newton, you'd be able to take Galileo's three time telescope and see the curve, but you can't in reality. I feel like I could see the curve right now when I switch over to oh yeah, a picture that's <laughs> NASA live stream, right? And so. Yeah. If you look into to some of the, the like possible... look at this what what is this is all CGI still this goes twenty four hours a day hours a day maybe some of it's uh, I, I think it's at least I mean I know it's CGI manipulated to some degree right uh, but I'd say that most of this of Earth, by the way is caused it, it, this is in fact a real image I think it's being taken from the bottom of a weather balloon at a certain altitude using it's a, a GoPro fisheye lens a, a weather balloon can't exist in space. This is not in space. What is all this black right here? That's what you see when you look out. It's okay. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, that's what you see when, when you look out, right? Uh, so you're, but up. flat earthers don't know what this is. We what think that's a lack of atmosphere, right? So I think the official okay. explanation on why the sky is blue is, in fact, scientifically sound, right? It's called this thing known as, as Rayleigh scattering. And so basically it says that the water molecules in the air, the nitrogen, the, the composition of the air in general – selects for scattering blue light uh, above all the other colors. And the sun is a, a full-spectrum emitter of light. And I think given the, the color of water and the deep blue ocean and these things, that this is demonstrably probably more or less correct. But again, like I said, I, personally, I don't think the sun's... Like, all flat earthers are, are pretty much in agreement that, that none of the celestial bodies are any more than 4,000 miles above us. And and as crazy as it sounds, like it despite from the like, I don't honestly think from the footage I've been able to see because I've flown at four thousand feet, four thousand miles. Oh, sorry. above us. Okay, uh, I personally, I don't know. I don't think the sun is probably even a thousand miles above our head as it like at high noon, so to speak. I, I don't think the sun would be more than a thousand miles directly above you. I think even that's probably a, a so very how does how does night long work in this in this situation. So the other thing they've lied to us about, like I was saying, the, they've told us that the, you know, the sun is 93 million miles away. That's, right. that's a lie. So well, they measure it based on the, the speed of light. Right. Supposedly. I don't know if that's what they did in that particular experiment, right? Yeah, that's how they know but, how long it is. Yeah. Uh, the, the point is the so numbers guessing. changed nonstop, right? We'd started out from what all the flat earthers knew using nautical sextants to be, everybody can agree, what we're seeing, we're getting 3,000 miles. And, and roughly 32 miles across, right, which was the, the accepted standard for the size and distance of the sun for millennia, 
right? By by every known ancient culture before like standardized science and before Newton showed up and Freemasonry had this big comeback where they got a hold of people like Neil deGrasse Tyson and Einstein and could get them to promote nonsense. Why would they want to do that? I wouldn't want to do that. Because you got a whole bunch of people walking. No, no kidding. Of course I don't you care. Wouldn't, but you're like, not if I was, to, I was getting paid all this money. I wouldn't give it. I wouldn't care at all. Like, oh, I'm going to perpetuate this life. F you, government. I don't care. I'm, I'm about the science. I'm passionate about this. This guy's passionate. You can see it in his eyes. He's like dead serious about what he talks about. He's and an he's, actor, dude. I mean, if you act, look up you Neil deGrasse Tyson? actors, they are not Neil deGrasse Tyson. Whatever I mean, I met is. some actors. Not this guy. This guy is I met full... Mr. Belding once. Who's that? Oh, man, I'm showing my age. Yeah, Don't even sure worry about it. Hold Let's on move you. on. I, I'm going to guess. Can I guess? Uh, no, I'm okay. 38. 38. I was going to guess 39. Okay. That's really my guess. was 39. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, no way he's an actor, bro. He, 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 he is... He is he, Bill Nye, maybe. Is that your girlfriend? No, it's my neighbor. Oh, you in trouble? No, not at all. She was just wondering what I was up to. <laughs> okay, so um, I should say to any listeners who's actually made it this far. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Yes, we love you. A, thank you so much for listening. And honestly, thank you for sitting around and just taking all these questions. It's, Absolutely. It's so much fun. So this guy, um, he's well-known around town because he has this really cool house and on the side of it. You know what? I was going to ask you. That was one of the questions I wrote down to ask you, and I forgot. Um, you used to have a like a little mantra there on the front of your house, and now it's muted. Now it's covered up and, and muted. And then you have a sign that says something about a building permit. What's that story? <laughs> so the story there is, uh, okay. So I come across this flat Earth video, think it's going to be ridiculous. All of a sudden, realize like, oh wow, this is kind of convincing. Plus, I can go test this stuff. I commence testing. Six months later, I'm like, okay, I figured everybody in the neighborhood saw this YouTube video and was like, also somehow had gone and done all these tests and convinced themselves like of what I had now convinced myself of and started decorating my my property to try and uh, encourage people to talk about this. Sure. And uh, that's really cool, by the way. I mean, I don't agree with anything you said. <laughs> I'll be honest. Fair enough. But I think you're a really cool guy. Like, and I mean that genuinely. Like, I think it's so cool that you know, because like I'm number sevens. Mm-hmm. Don't commit to anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're very like fluctuating, kind of wishy washy. And I think that's why I'm even open to other. I don't know. I don't, I'm gonna dissect myself, but. I think it's so dope that you have not only morphed your car into this flat earth. His flat earth car has like YouTube links and or whatever, and like you know Google it and like what's the, what's the deal? Why do you have lays on there? I've never understood that part. I had mostly because they made me happy, so I figure they kind of make everybody else happy. Okay, I love that I explanation. Like, Perfect. Uh, okay, yeah. so it's just it has nothing to do with like okay. So oh, well, I guess originally too, I was thinking like what everybody needs to figure out is take a telescope to the beach. So I was trying to set kind of a Hawaiian like okay. think about the beach people. Ah, think I about never, sea level. I never understood Don't that. You, I was like, this not this sea curve so far over my head. What is the lay part? Like yeah. this guy's brilliant. I don't understand this, but <laughs> but his car is really cool because it has all this this flat Earth. Uh, I don't want to call it propaganda because it sounds negative. Information. But information. Okay, so prompting you to look up information on the internet. Yeah. His car, and then his house also has like, you know, it's well known. I, I, you know, I watched your, uh, I watched your, uh, the, your Dentonite thing yesterday, and I was like, <laughs> this guy's so cool. I love this guy. Because <laughs> you're like, let me just freaking tell you. And <laughs> <you're> just, <laughs> 
<laughs> trying to get better. It uh, was awesome. No, you did good. Yeah. You did good. You look good, you. honestly. Like I, you know what, what's what sucks about uh, it's hard not because like. So I started. So I do documentaries. So the first one I did was on homelessness. The second one I'm working on right oh, wow. now. Yeah, I did. And then and the second one I'm working on is uh, about I ghosts. Genuinely apologize for my earlier comment. Oh no, about it's ghosts. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm working on ghosts, and uh, I I always say I'm on the fence. Like I don't know. I don't know. That's right. And that's really where I'm at everywhere, except for the flat Earth. I think it's round. <laughs> but spinning ball. Yeah, spinning. No. <laughs> so would you call it a spinning ball theory? Yeah, spinning ball theory. Well, okay. it's more accurate, right? For well, yeah, that's more like accurate. round. What I'm saying is round, right? Oh, like a, okay. a pizza's round, so also, yeah, a tabletop's round, right. like the earth, like so the part saying, we're allowed okay. to see is round. So you're saying ball, not right. yeah, because your flat earth is still circular. The part we're allowed to see, right? Right. Uh, well, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, um, so I'm <laughs> I'm fifty fifty. So but the whole documentary is basically giving both, credence to both sides. So I, I interview skeptics, a lot of people. In fact, I got this awesome group who are. A paranormal investigation group who go and who believe, but they go and go to haunted houses and show you how, why why it's actually not haunted, like what you're actually experiencing. So they'll find gas leaks, they'll find like animals in the walls, like whatever. So they have this thing that they call. So they say ninety nine percent of the time they can figure it out, and they have this part called the one percent. And they showed me their one percent, the stuff they can't figure out. Nice, and it is. I cannot ex- freaking explain that. And there's one that sticks out to me the most. And they were at this graveyard, and they did, they were doing what's called an EVP session, electronic voice phenomenon, I think is what it's called. Okay. And so basically what they're doing is they're they're talking out loud and recording it on with a voice recorder, and they think like over certain frequencies, like you can pick up voices talking to sure. you. So they were in this graveyard called Kyle, and we actually went and visited there too to interview them. So this happened to be the same place. And they were, so this is out in the middle of freaking nowhere. It's like an Indian burial graveyard. So from the day back, mm-hmm. it's ancient. Not so ancient. it's going to happen, though. It's, it's going to happen. If it's going to happen, like it's yeah. going to be out there. Okay. Either that or you're going to die by a mountain lion. It's like that remote. Like, gotcha. So they're out there, and we park out there. And so we're interviewing them. And so she says, okay, so this is the story. So we were out here, and all of a sudden, my car alarm goes off. Like someone touched it or bumped into it. And bop, bop. Now they're in the middle of freaking nowhere in a sure. forest okay so they think critter you know blah blah so they go and this is at night so they walk around blah blah no critter da, da, da. so they walk back in to the graveyard it's a very small graveyard it's probably as big as this upstairs or probably double as big as this upstairs and so they walk back in the graveyard and the car alarm goes off again so they start recording right then they're like holy shit like what how did that happen and so they speak out loud and what's cool is like the guy is a believer and the girl's a skeptic. It's kind of a neat dynamic they have. It's very cool. Like I uh, interviewing with them are very fun because they're what's cool about them is that they're very accepting of each other. That's what's neat is like they're like yeah I understand I get you you know they're like it's two schools of thought but I you know that's why I understand. I'm like, yeah I love that I love that and so um, so she says out loud the skeptic she's the skeptic he's the believer she says out loud she's kind of stammering though she's like. If, if that was you, like, make the car go twice. What she meant to say was, like, if that was you, set the car alarm off for a third time. But she was, like, kind of, you know, kind of fumbling through her words. And so, sorry, <laughs> I'm keeping you forever. I said an hour, didn't I? No, we didn't even talk about it. Keep going. Yeah, so, so 
in the EVP. So she's recording with the voice recorder. She says, if, you, if that was you, you want me to play it? Yeah. Let me it? just play it. So this is what nice. they showed me on their phone, direct recording from their phone. Like this is not a uploaded or manipulated video. So they're, they're called the uh, North Texas. And I'm, uh, they're my fourth interview. There are two people after this. Oh, yeah, sorry. So it's close the gate. Uh, it's, it's kind of a long story to explain why she said that. But she's like, start the car alarm. And she's like, it's, it's, she explained it to me. And I actually kind of forgot the story. But it's, you'll hear it. You'll hear it. it. It's explained. Here we go. If you want us to close the date gate when we leave, make the car go twice. Did you hear that? That was weird. That is what they caught live. Here, I'll play it again. If you want us to close the date gate when we leave, make the car go twice. See, on their thing, this says, it says get out what? now, but I think it says go back now. Yeah. Go back now. So the gate thing, that's why I wasn't understanding. So they were thinking that maybe because they opened the gate, that maybe this is why this thing was it mad. triggered it. So that's why they're so they were the like, oh, he's, he's setting it off to because we opened the gate. So that, that that's what I was confused about. Now I remember. So yeah, we'll play it one more one more time. Last time. If you want us to close the date gate when we leave, make the car go twice. Go back now. Go back now. And see, uh, this is how I think they're not faking it, is because there's no way they would say the wrong words if they were like adding that in. You know what I mean? They would they would, they would be t- totally accurate. You know what I'm no, saying? No, I do not know what you mean. I think that could easily have been faked. But I, they played it directly from their voice memos. Not saying it's not cool. Yeah. I, uh, it, of course it can be faked, I guess, but I've listened to a lot of these guys and that girl who doesn't believe in ghosts showed me that from her phone and said, I don't believe that this is a ghost, but this is an authentic recording. And I was like, that is freaking mind blowing. I don't know what that is then. Cause she's dead serious. Like you sure. talk to her and she is dead serial about it. Like, <laughs> but she'll never be able to reproduce that for you outside of some recording. Right. Which means like, it's right. not, Unfortunately, There's no at this know. point, scientific. It's kind of like the curvy, the the alleged curvature. None of, of it's scientific. Yeah, nobody can. Uh, but it's cool because it's like, man, get a picture of what it. happens when science does articulate that. Like that's what I think about ghosts. Is like, to me, it's like it's a thing that science has. You know, it's so funny about it. What I'm about to say. <laughs> I usually say like people used to believe the Earth was flat, and then science decided the Earth was round. So now we know. So I always say that about ghosts. I'm like, so I bet right now we no one thinks ghosts exist, but eventually we're going to explain how ghosts exist, which is so funny. You're on. That's, I don't know. That is something I always say. But I don't um, know. I think there's definitely energies uh, at work in the natural world that we don't uh, fully me too. understand. See, I think it, it could be totally natural. It doesn't necessarily have to be the spiritual realm that we don't like. That that's outside of our like dimension or understanding. Like, I think it could be totally part of the world. Like, that's we just don't know what it is. A total a total natural phenomenon. It's a natural phenomenon. What it is, I don't freaking know. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's crazy. Further investigation is needed. Yeah. And this is turning into like a conspiracy therapy podcast. <laughs> I just find no this theories, so cool. just uh, conspiracy realities. The surface of water is flat, despite the uh, 
despite the, the way a, a globe looks. I promise. So this is not a theory to you. This is not a theory. Theori- this is not a hypothetical that no. you, that you're Again, thinking oh, maybe science will wrap their head around this one day. This is like this is the fact. This is a preponderance of evidence, this right? Is, this I, is I'm fact. saying if we were all moving beyond the speed of sound, somebody would surely have some scientific test. I could go. And these run people and- are not misinformed about the science. They know it, but they are dis- that they're purposely lying. It's why we've Some all been of them, manipulated. for sure, absolutely. The people we hear from. Schools. Uh, some news. of them. I think most of it is just because it gets mindlessly repeated. I used to be guilty of the same thing. You know, I was telling you before this story about me and my girlfriend looking at the stars, and I was like, oh, it's an eclipsing binary. And where right. did I get that from? Right off of a National Geographic, Neil deGrasse Tyson. So you're saying there are no satellites because nothing can actually function in space. Is what I'm you're saying, saying what goes up must come down. So it, right. So there might be something really neat hanging from the bottom of a mylar weather balloon. That's the definition of gravity. No, the definition of gravity is mass attracting mass by virtue of its mass alone resulting in spinning fears in, in a vacuum. Man, this is why I have people on a podcast they could just put me in my place. That is a really cool definition. But as far as I know, gravity is basically what goes up must come down. No, and that's basically There is points. no gravity. No, there's still, uh, again, it's mass attracting mass by virtue of mass not just different names for the same bearing thing? Bearing inversely by the, uh, the distance. So is that not just different names for the same thing? Definitely not, because mass does not attract mass by virtue of its mass alone. There's absolutely no experiment, again, in reality that can be run, no Foucault's pendulum, no supposed Coriolis effect. Why do we base all our science on it? That's how we know dark matter. Yes, we do. We don't know dark matter. We saw dark matter on National Geographic. Nobody knows anything about dark matter. That's the whole idea. Nobody knows. It's the greatest mystery of the universe. They don't know what it is, but they know that when they measure and they weigh universes, they know that for some reason it's way heavier than it's supposed to be. (laughs) When they weigh it, when they put it on their their little scale. Yes. Using logic and math. The same logic and math you're using to disprove them. No, mine, yes. mine is 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 not the same because mine you can go do yourself too, right? You could take a telescope, but to, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a physicist. Sure, but I you have eyeballs educated. and they work, right? You know that if uh, if water really flowed around curves, and there'd be no reason to dig like ditches on the sides of roads for water to run off of the road and then go down to the lowest point and then go into the river and then that river go down to sea level, right? Supposedly here in Denton, we're we're either right now 650 feet above sea level, right? or if you think you live on a ball-shaped earth, yeah. where the further inland you go, the further above sea level you, again, have to be empirically, right? So you either think we're 600 plus feet-ish above sea level right now, or you think we're three and a half miles plus 600 feet above sea level. This is ridiculous, especially when you consider rivers like the Mississippi or the Nile that, mm. that flow over 1,300 miles, mm. to think that one side of that river... To the other has got more than 13 miles of uh, drop, right, from the, the head of the... Why is that so preposterous? That makes total, total sense to me. Because I'm a carpenter, and when I use a level, yeah. right, or when they built the pyramids, more than likely they flooded the, the bath of the base of the pyramid, which is over a quarter of a mile, right? And how I've do never you heard level, this. I've always been interested in pyramids. I've never heard about the flooding. How do you level a structure? You use it, you use water. Yeah. Right, uh-huh. like that's that's how you know, like whether something's got a, a curve or a tilt or a slope to it. Right, in the mm-hmm. case of like a sidewalk or a gutter or something like that. Right, uh, is you you put water in it, and water, the natural physics, physics one hundred one. Right, is that uh, the natural physics of all fluids, not just water, is to find and maintain a level surface when they're contained, and if they're if if the dam breaks or the levee breaks and they flow outwards, they're going to flow out down the, the path of least resistance until 
they find and maintain a level surface again. Right, which is how rivers work, right? Absolutely. Okay. So, but what are you saying? I'm saying that rivers like the Mississippi, there's not 13 miles, it's not curving 13 miles and going from the Rocky Mountains to the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, like that there's no 13 miles of curve over the Mississippi, that it's just the elevation difference between the top of the Rockies and sea level. Okay. So you're saying right. it's the gravities or the not gravities due to the elevation difference, not the curvature of the earth. But again, gravity is this mystical force that until 2016, there was absolutely no even claimed evidence of. It was just a theory, right? And then they, they claimed to have... Is it no longer a theory? I think it's a laughable joke at this point. I know, but, but... According to science, again, if you look up proof of gravity, it's now going to include the LIGO test in 2016, uh-huh. right? That some weird thing NASA rigged up. That uh, one location's down in Louisiana and the other one's up like north somewhere. Yeah. And supposedly this gravity wave like somehow was heard by them. Uh-huh. Gravity, as far as I know, didn't, you know, until 2016, like nobody thought it made any noises. We just uh, were all told it was mass attracting mass by virtue of its mass alone, mm-hmm. which resulted in Earth being this ball 24,901 miles in circumference. And what do they say now? Uh, that they That they detected a gravity wave. Okay. And so that's like their entire basis of their so-called science uh-huh. is that NASA controls these two labs that are thousands of miles apart, and somehow that proves that we're on a spinning ball mm-hmm. that uh, is careening through space at, at almost the speed of light. Right. And that, uh, yeah, that their story is totally correct. And yet when I look through my camera and yeah. I can see a star in perfectly resolved beauty, sitting there changing through different colors like some weird orb. Yeah. It looks a lot uh, more like it's really close to me and that it's not some massive ball of spinning hydrogen and helium exploding and this crazy Disneyland story they all fed us when we were kids and Mm -hmm. still looks to me to be something amazing and potentially unexplainable in this lifetime. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure what a star is. I'm not sure if anybody does. I'm not sure what the sun is. I'm not sure anybody does. Uh, uh, I'm not even sure at this point whether or not uh, the the moon is reflecting sunlight or if it's emitting its own light. Uh, you think it might be emitting its own light? There well, are people I guess that, that would have make sense run. If, if, if it's just a sun and their Earth or moon, like just kind of doing this, like I guess it wouldn't be reflecting the sun's light, huh? Potentially, I don't know. I when I look at like up close again through telescopes and high zoom cameras at the the moon, I'm strongly not the sun. Not this not no. There's filters you can get for it, but I don't have them yet. Uh, you could just do it my way and stare right into it. That's why I have a blind spot right there. Oh, I'm kind of getting into sun gazing. No, it's actually sun one gazing? of these. Oh, definitely right, especially when it's name. rising sun or setting. Yeah. It uh, it doesn't cause the same same pain. Well, yeah, because it's going through more layers of atmosphere. That's why the color changes and all that. Because the Earth is curved, so like since. Or it's curve. just flat and it's approaching from a long way away and it's going through all those layers of atmosphere. So that was, when we were talking about the sun earlier, I don't think the, the throw of the, the sun's light is much over like uh, probably like five or 6,000 miles in, in any okay. one direction from the center point. Okay. And so throughout the, the year, the sun makes tighter and tighter concentric circles around the North Pole, which is what results in summer in the so-called Northern Hemisphere. And throughout the year, as it gets into the winter months, in here or up here on a globe, uh, the the sun's making bigger concentric circles out past 
the uh, the equator. What, what line. are you saying? Con, what say that word? Concentric again? circles. Concentric. Like, what does that mean? Meaning uh, a circle inside of a circle. So there's like a big okay. circle, but then inside of that, there's a smaller circle. What's the big circle? Is that us? Like our uh, the the big circle is in this in this scenario. Sure, you could call again the portion Just of the Earth us. we know. Okay exist so right? we're the big circle you can call us the big okay. circle but we're down below it okay right and the sun and the moon and the stars are all making their own big circles above us okay uh but again the sun the moon and the stars are all making their their own size circles okay and these vary in distance from the north what, pole throughout what is, the year what is propelling their motion no one knows for sure i would imagine it's some kind it can't of can't be gravity it's definitely not gravity because if it were gravity boats would actually disappear behind a curve of water when they set out to sea if it were gravity, it would actually be possible. Like space travel would be possible, but the issue is like nobody's ever felt any motion. There's no scientific test you can run to prove that we're moving, and the surface of water is entirely flat, using all known optical I feel like equipment. There's a lot of science that has proved that we're moving. I think like there's a there's lot. None. There's none. There's Again, really not. Einstein's theory of relativity was made to abolish the ether, right? To disprove the Michelson Morley and the uh, the Aries failure experiments just a few years prior, mm-hmm. and so in that he abolished the the long standing scientific notion of ether, right? That everybody has agreed that there's ether, basically air. There's some kind of medium that all these things exist in that gets thinner as it goes up. Uh, Einstein said no. At a certain point, like it just ceases to exist altogether, and there's a vacuum mm-hmm. and there's now spinning balls, and so this was again all to explain away what everybody had known for millennia to be true to their own common sense and to true scientific experimentation. So he's a genius, but a liar. Einstein, yes, and Newton, and Newton for sure. Except Einstein, I think was probably a pretty nice guy. I don't think he really had as much malicious intent behind it. I think he kind of got wrapped up into the scene. He's I don't I wouldn't compare him to like a Neil deGrasse, who I think genuinely. So every like there's something wrong with that guy. Yeah, every country also concedes to this. You know, like all these like Russia con- goes out. Sure. You know, so you all know, these so, countries have had international. So we're all in on this. Absolutely. Every single country has a common consensus in order to control their their society and their population. Except in countries like North Korea, right, well, where we still don't have a centralized bank, so they're next on our hit list. Right. They also don't. You don't see North Korea claiming to have shot anything to the moon lately, like Japan and China. Right. All these. Countries that have well, they want to shoot us. <laughs> Maybe not anymore, but <laughs> that's what the news tells you. That way, everybody in their respective countries stays scared, and we trust our leaders to to make the right decisions for us. I don't us think anybody trusts our leader. <laughs> exactly. Wouldn't it be neat if, like, we could get to a point where humanity had developed where we could trust our leaders? Say, like, oh, these mm. are people just like us making reasonable decisions the best they can. But instead, we got. I think that. I mean, you know, I think that we get we get actors. Right, that are good at reading lines that, that are handed to them because they've been put in some predictability matrix and they know generally like how the public's going to react to it. But the net effect of this over the last hundred years has been to eat away at our civil liberties at a rate that's appalling. And it's a civil, uh, civil liberty, like what? Like your right to free speech, I'm, your right to bear right arms. I can, I, have, I can own a gun if I wanted to. Sure, if you wanted to, if you like, went and got their permission and paid them for that permission. If I bought a permit, you mean? Uh huh. Right, you have a right to bear arms. It's not a privilege, right? If I oh, a, so they're infringing like, on our privileges. What, what were you saying? You said civil. exactly what I'm saying, right? Okay. So they eat away slowly at our civil liberties, right? Based okay. on these incremental, tiny, alleged increases to our safety, right? So now you want to go get on an airplane, and it's normal for some guy to be feeling your crotch as part of a safety procedure, 
right? To me, I find that to be absolutely oh, ridiculous. Someone patting you down. Like, I'm an American. I don't believe, like, in any way, like, terrorists with box cutters, like, commandeered planes and knock down buildings. And so all I'm feeling is, like, some weird bastard who's really confused Why about not? reality that feeling on my crotch, <laughs> right? Some, yeah. some of us find it to be obscene. Yeah. Right. I'm not planning on blowing up the airplane. Like I just don't but want some, some guy do. feeling my balls. Yeah. I, I, right. Because I, I don't that. feel any safer. I yeah. feel like somebody just legally molested me. Yeah. Right. I don't want some guy feeling my kids' balls if I had kids. Yeah. Right. I don't, this is nonsense. Yeah. Right. If you guys like need to figure out some way, like you already X-ray scan everybody and body mm-hmm. scan it. Like why? Why do we? Like what? What is? What is happening, people? Yeah. What is going on? Just trying to get on an airplane, and take a little trip. I mean, when right. people hijack planes, I mean, they hijack stuff all the time. I mean, they blow up. What? Each other constantly. Do I mean, they? The ISIS movies? is crazy. <laughs> yeah, ISIS. You don't, believe in ISIS. you don't believe ISIS is real? I think it's, uh, I think it's again, like a Mossad CIA funded. Uh, so ISIS doesn't exist. I, I think they, they exist like NASA exists. Do I think NASA's ever been to space? No. So you think right? ISIS, ISIS exists, exists, but they don't exists. actually blow up people all the time? You think there's probably people. some of that going on, right? But I think it's also wildly sensationalized so that uh, it has the, the biggest psychological effect it can on the population. But wouldn't they want to keep that away from us if they don't want us to act crazy? Wouldn't they want to keep that away no, from us? they want you to act crazy, right? I thought they didn't. That's why they like don't tell us that the Earth is... No, you wouldn't think. That's why like uh, people like me are out trying to, the best to get people to critically uh, think about the official narrative like they digest every day from their televisions, mm. right? Because... Uh, yeah, they definitely want you to act crazy, right? I thought they would want to be for us to be subdued and normal, so we could be a productive member of society for them. I mean, if we're well, if that's what you think, wouldn't you think it doesn't make sense to have like for-profit prisons, which is now most of prisons what prisons are in America? Yes. No, it's it's the same thing, right? It's just on a as opposed to it being on like the three to seven year scale. It's like a look at a a fifteen to twenty five year scale, right? Right and and explain to me how the United States of America with 330 million people can have 50 percent of the world's incarcerates. If what my, if what government right if what the the yeah. intent of the government is to steer all these people in a good direction through their, it's crazy. their government. The jailing systems is is crazy. Sure, and all this starts at elementary school where the first thing you learn is here's a globe and you're on this. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Now sit in your seat and memorize all this stuff because the better you are at memorizing stuff, the more stars you're going to get and the, the smarter you're going to be. And then you can go to Harvard too. And uh, the point is nobody's nobody's thinking anymore, right? Mm. Nobody's considering. I mean, I'm thinking. Sure, yeah. I mean, here we are, right? But this, yeah. uh, this, this is, is like a rare treat, yeah. right? This is something that, uh, at least in my experience, only happens once every like you know five or six months if I'm lucky. I'm going to take that as a big compliment. Absolutely. Please do. I, I, I love this stuff. Honestly, I do. I, I, I don't believe it. I don't believe it, but I also don't know. I know I'm a dummy. Like, I know everybody's a dummy. Like, we really about don't. About some things, and then, like, and then everybody's actually, also a genius about some things, right? So it's like... Well, I, this is what I mean. I mean, like, you and I both are arguing about this, but neither of us have actually been to space or, like, tried to go to space, at least. And one of us would argue nobody's ever been to space well you know what i'm saying you and i haven't built a rocket and say all right bro we're both going we're gonna we're gonna shoot up and we're gonna see what happens and then we're gonna talk about it like we haven't done that yet you know what i mean so we both haven't experienced it we've only experienced what other people said they've experienced or not only less than 600 people again in all of human history right have claimed to have been quote unquote in orbit yeah and not not very many people 
so we especially now when there's five million Freemasons. Free, okay. Well, <laughs> my, my my point is is that you and I don't actually don't actually know no 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 because we've actually never tried it ourselves. You know what I mean? Like we haven't been to try to go to space or talk to an astrophysicist one on one and argued the science with him. I have talked to several astrophysicists. Really. And haven't uh, I've argued with one of them up at MIT? He actually claimed to be a rocket scientist. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I met with Laura Kirby, who is the Mars mission, the the manned mission to Mars project lead. Really. And then I also met with John Grotzinger, who was the uh, the Curiosity rover lead. Uh, so I have talked to these people, and I promise you that uh, these stories don't make sense. So they're not on your page, or they they are. I think uh, at least on the the first event regarding John Grotzinger, I know for a fact he was paid ten thousand ten thousand dollars to attend, mm-hmm. right? And and the and again, I, John Grotzinger, nice guy, badass geologist, truly world class geologist, right? But at some point he got mixed up with the wrong people, and so he's misinformed, not a liar. No, he's a liar at this point, right? But he's one I still appreciate. I, I think given. Uh, who knows when you become as prominent he is he is in the geology world what uh, how NASA goes about recruiting these people right but uh, I, I definitely feel when he got hooked up with NASA at some point you can see in his interviews where he's sitting behind the panel for NASA answering questions about you know the curiosity landing and these very specific uh, coordinate questions and where he he bows out. Yeah. Right, as opposed to really trying to sell the lie, he's like, "Well, uh, I at least think it's good for people's curiosity and for their imagination to believe that even further scientific gains can be made in the future when they are old enough to contribute, right, or or something." But it, it's certainly not like, "Yes, we just landed a billion dollar rover with a laser that can shoot twenty eight different mass spec samples." Well, and scientists we can't aren't exactly wait to get this charismatic back. type, though. And let's be real. <laughs> Yeah. I don't. Well, again, I don't know. I yeah. I know some scientists and yeah, and yeah. handle it. Can I get you another beer? Uh, you can say no. You can say no, yes. I kind of love one, actually. Dude, please. truth be told, you know, I want to do whiskey from from. Uh, so my next, actually, I should get your advice on this. <laughs> so my next, do you want to? Oh, I didn't even perfect ask call. You. No, there you go. Thank you very Thank much, you, sir. I don't know. This is kind of the only thing I pick a side about now. Really. I mean, the rest of it, I'm pretty skeptical of, but as far as like... But again, isn't skepticism aside? Skepticism aside? Isn't skepticism picking a side technically? I mean, if you're skeptic of one thing, that means you're for the other. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's like uh, conducive there. You can't really be a free thinker, really. I mean, my sister's <laughs> a... <laughs> My sister, my sister is a. Uh, I argue with her all the time, just for the shit of it. Like she, she's a. Uh, so she's majoring in psychology. She's getting her master's right now, and she's nice. her whole big thing is, uh, um, that everything's environment. So her thing is like we don't actually make our own decisions. Our environment influences us to make them. So there, we don't. There is no free thought. There is no free will. That's her thing. There's no free will. And I say, and I always argue devil's advocate. I'm always like, you're so stupid. Like, oh, I called you stupid because I felt like it. Uh, yeah. Purely chaotically, I just felt like you didn't you're see dumb. that coming, did you? It, it didn't. It wasn't the fact that you said something that influenced me to think you're stupid. I just popped in my head. Non environmental. <laughs> and she's like, yes, I was. I'm like, oh, so yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's always stupid. But anyway, uh, where was I going with that? I need to quit losing my train of thought. 
No, I think you were just uh, you were picking me. My my girlfriend's actually got a a a master's degree in psychology. Really, UT? So, no, she got her master's from Midwestern State up there in Wichita Falls. Okay, they got a little. What's she doing now? Does she have her own practice? Is she working at all? Is she professional? No. <laughs> no. She's chilling on it. That's a psychology degree for you. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I told Leah. Leah's my sister. I was like, yeah, you're, you're going to open your up a What are you going to do? Yeah. She she's wants to perpetuate. Well, actually, I think she's wanting to do, uh, she wants to help um, like uh, dis, uh, kids with disabilities. I nice. Think now. Yeah, I think that's what she's wanting to do. So, good way to be. She's smart. She's smart. But her boyfriend, not. Not. He's not smart. Uh oh. He's very not smart. He's very not. I love this guy, and I, I guarantee he's going to listen to this. I know he is, <laughs> especially uh, two and a half hours into it. Yeah, especially two. And, now he will. He's he's that kind of guy. And honestly, let me tell you cool. this, sir. If you're listening to this, I I, I respect you, <laughs> but also, I respect you. I respect you. But he's just wrong. But you're wrong. But <laughs> you're just wrong. He, he told me that uh, I, I don't know how ridiculous or not ridiculous this is to you, but he told me that dinosaurs doesn't have never existed. And I agree with that entirely. I guess okay, so I can give you like a, a lowdown on my new uh, since getting into the flat Earth. So it's like again, I I find this. Do the, you think that the flat Earth subject to be hilariously easy to prove to oneself? Now accepting that information does uh involve all kinds of psychological aspects that uh, can take a minute. Do you, do you think that because you believe that you've been lied to that now because you've been lied to in this one area that you might have just kind of unanim like you just applied this kind of everywhere. I mean it seems like no. dinosaurs aren't real. Holocaust I don't uh, not real. space it, isn't real. Because you've never heard of these things, right? And then all of a sudden, when you start questioning the the obvious givens, right? You're like, once, like, uh, I don't like. I, I never questioned dinosaurs. I had no problem with the concept of evolution again until quite recently, right? When I You're found out, I guess that's what people would classify me as now. Like, I very much believe that uh, you, me, and everybody we've ever met, and and all the little animals and trees and grass and everything were definitely divinely uh, created. I, okay. I think that uh, everything works in uh, what I would call like it's it's too perfect for it to be this chance I explosion that, that uh, it, it somehow is evolved really perfect, yeah. into iPhones and you and me having this conversation with all this technology and the fact that people are going to hear this. Yeah, uh, I I find that to be. Too too insane to be not orchestrated like I'm by moving, a person. Yeah, yeah. The some of these. So the, the point is the the oldest known dinosaur bone, right? Wasn't the first dinosaur bone okay. wasn't. Before even you discovered. start, let me ask you this one thing: Do you believe in carbon dating? Because you're wrong if you don't. Uh, I don't know. The thing that I learned about carbon dating, right, is that every bit of it, every single bit of it, of what the theory. Of carbon dating, okay, right? Like if you want to carbon date carbon something, dated. so if, if you and dated. I like pull out a section of the wall and we want to know how the uh, the Measure gypsum the in the drywall in there. Or, yeah, yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, or the decay rate of of the carbon, mm-hmm. uh, same thing. Sorry, yeah, uh, you're right. The the point is, we would send this this sample off to the University of Arizona Phoenix, I believe. All right, okay, or Phoenix oh. is that right? It's Arizona, yeah. I'm with you. University of Arizona. And so they're the only university 
regardless of where you are on Earth, that samples and tests for carbon dating. All right, so we got another NASA situation where they're showing us all so these pictures lying? of... I don't know. I'm okay. just saying it's not something that can be reproduced anywhere else. So you're saying you don't... All carbon dating is okay. gone, goes through the so same lab and one you... believe them, you just think... I'm just saying... Uh, Should we, is what you're saying. You're just posing the question. I guess I am saying I, I don't believe them. I, I know some of the numbers involved in carbon dating become ridiculous, in my opinion. And so... Uh, then how do we know? You quoted at the very top of the podcast, you quoted that the Earth is whatever years old, uh, something billion years old. What yeah, is it? No, 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 no. I was saying that's what the official story tells us, right? And I'd say I don't really have uh, even a guess as to the age of the Earth. So right? you think I, that I'm they're saying, wrong. I don't know. But you think that they are wrong, though, because they're using carbon dating, which you don't think is accurate. I or... think it's unscientific because it's not done anywhere else on Earth, right? There's not some other lab that, that the University of Phoenix says, this is our exact methodology, this is how we put a sample Why into a mass two? spectrometer and we zap it with exactly this many watts of electricity or whatever with uh-huh. this percent humidity inside So because of it's it, not practiced by more than one organization. Makes think? it unscientific, right? By definition, so something that is scientific is wrong? repeatable. Right? It has to be measurable, repeatable, and, uh, and demonstrated. Therefore wrong? I don't know therefore wrong, but therefore definitely unscientific. You said you don't believe in it. I'm saying I don't because I believe that which can be like demonstrated and repeated to myself, right? If if I take you out to the water right now, right, I'm certain that if I were to take like a high powered laser, that it would hit the other shoreline three and a half miles away. And I'm certain this makes absolutely no sense in a ball shaped model that, that we were all taught, right? And I know for a fact it would happen. Right? That's science. Because I'm telling you, go take a laser pointer, like a high powered one. Mm-hmm. Set it down four inches above the the water line at Ray Roberts, assuming that's going to get you above the highest wave out there. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, if you send somebody three miles away over into Isle de Bois State Park, you're going to see that laser, right? You're, this is not possible again on a ball. So that's science, right? What's not science is if I mail a rock sample to one laboratory and everybody mails their rock samples to one laboratory and this laboratory then tells all these people this is what your rock means in comparison to all the other rock samples that have been sent in, but no other laboratory on Earth is doing this, that's not science. Yeah, right? It's you not, can, not science, though, either. I mean, like, to say that that disproves it its is quality not, is not Absolutely. It, it, it no longer fits under the, the Webster's definition of science, right? Science has to be repeatable. So you think and that... If there's only one lab on Earth that's doing it, if there's only one space company... Then it that, must be wrong? Then it must be wrong. It makes it hilariously suspicious. It's like uh, you suspicious know, is different than wrong, though. You think it's wrong. Suspicious is. Different I think it's than not wrong. science. That's right? different because than it being doesn't wrong. meet the qualification of science. But you think it's wrong for, for a reason for them to be teaching like young minds, right? That are still in in elementary and grade school. Mm-hmm. That they live on some gobstopper shaped Earth, or that dinosaurs were real creatures based on the scientific evidence for these concepts, so you don't believe I think it's absolutely wrong. Yes. So there is no scientific evidence, no demonstrable, repeatable evidence for the proof of dinosaurs. No. Okay, so the lack of evidence is why you think it's incorrect. Not- no, I think it's incorrect because the first dinosaur bone was only found 150 years ago, and it was done by like a vested... Uh, somebody had worked for a university in Britain, they right? Found, who they found dinosaur trying- bones for millennia. Like for no, they haven't. Long- for a long, not. not millennia, but a long time. You can time. wiki it. Wiki right on your phone right now. 
Ask it what is the when was the first dinosaur? Okay, ask when the first dinosaur bone dinosaur bone on record. This is what Wikipedia is going to tell you. Here's what I found on the web for what was the first dinosaur bone discovered. Okay, so it brought me to this first website. I'm just going to click it. Cool. Scholastic.com. Okay. Says the internet. It's a great thing. (laughs) Isn't it crazy that we didn't have the radio in 19, like 10 and in 2010, I can look up like, show me a like it's woman me. naked in space. Like, yeah. And I can see an image of it. Like, you know, like <laughs> how is that? It's fun. It, honestly, I've always said this, that we live in the coolest time of all humanity because we live on this curve where like, for all of time where earth has been like this, we have no AC. Like we didn't, we, we understood, we didn't understand. We didn't think germs existed to like the 18, like forties or twenties or something crazy. Like, and then we have the internet now. And it's like this, it's like this insane curve. Like it's like, we've all, we've had this like one to 2% progression in, in society. And we've kind of built on this like ladder, did it, did it, brick, 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 brick. And then we got a fucking rocket and it's just like, like, but we live right on that curve. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's nice. where our lives are. Like that is nuts to me. Cause like everyone after that curve from now on will be like, yeah, that's cool. But I'm used to this. Like I'm used to this rate of technology change. But we lived at the change of that. Yeah. That is mind-blowing. That's nice. And second thing, I'm pissed about. This is what I'm mad about because I'm a history nerd. Even though you told me something I didn't know like two times today. But one thing that pisses me off is that 150 years from now, they're going to be able to see HD videos and pictures of us, their great-grandparents, and everything. They're going to be like, whoa, that's my great-grandma. Like... Having a podcast with, or grandpa having a podcast with a flat earther, like I, I can listen, I can see it, I can da da da, I can <laughs> see what was on the news then. I can literally YouTube whatever. But 150 years from right this second, I can't see that. I wish 100. I wish I could see the Civil War in HD. Like I wish I could see World War II in HD. Like I wish I could see all these ancient times with video and pictures but they are are gonna have that and that makes me annoyed i really really wish i could just immerse (laughs) myself far in the past without like some book because like i was telling patrick earlier that i bought a civil war book written about the civil war during the civil war in 1863 really 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 cool book but that's the closest i can get and that sucks i wish i had an hd video like like our you know generations from now are going to have they will i hate that i am so it'll change history entirely i agree uh, i'm so jealous of that yeah cuz they can they can literally like this will be on itunes and so it's going to be stored in some crazy server and it will be look upable like people will be able to find this but i can't find what my great grandma said hello future people yeah hi yeah. is the future cool it's definitely cool. Because it's cool right now. It's flat out awesome. It, I, I see what you did there. He said it's flat out. I think it's round out awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Good help it. Sorry. Hopefully y'all still have beer. Do you all have beer still? I'm sure. 
I wonder what... Have you seen... Uh, have you ever watched Parks and Rec? Uh, a couple of times, yeah. There's an episode where they're sort of making fun of like the futuristic like New York lifestyle, and they have a bar where like you can take a picture and like the light gets you drunk and like stupid stuff. Like <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, like a shot of whiskey, and they like give you a flash of light, and like that's how you get it. It's it's so stupid. But I don't know. There might be something to that, or, like a lotion. Yeah, and I was like, and the and and one of the guys is like a one of the characters in that show is Ron Swanson. He's like a super libertarian, anti-government anarchist. Like he's like all him. like you know what you would think was like a Trump supporter slash like gun right, you know, backwoods. <laughs> he is that character. So he's in this scenario where he's like, yeah, I'll have a shot of your best whiskey. And they, and they, and he puts out his hand, they give him a lotion and he, and he was like, just really? kill me right now. <laughs> I'd rather be alive at a different time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the future's going to be. That's hold. pretty funny. Yeah, it's funny. That's, That's good a good stuff. show. <laughs> do, you watch any, do you watch any shows or anything like that? Are you a Netflix person? or uh, uh, Shows? I don't know. I, uh, you TV guy at all? What do you do for work? Uh, general Carpenter? contractor, Contract? carpenter, okay. handyman. Seem like that. A little bit of whatever. Yeah. So I've done, uh, been doing this for like uh, 13, 14 years now. You have your own business or you work for someone? Uh, I always maintain my own business and do a fair amount of subcontracting, especially okay. lately. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I uh, take on big projects when they come about and sure. tend to pay the bills just by running around doing small stuff. Cool. Yeah. That's what's great about America. You just kind of fly by the seat of your pants a little bit. Uh-huh. That's what I do anyway. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Denton lends itself to it nicely as well. Surely. Surely. It's a cool town. Mm-hmm. I can't get away from it. You know, I graduated here and I was like, all right, I'm moving to, you know, I work in advertising. So I'm like, I'm not going to move to LA. I'm going to move to New York. I'm going to get, I'm going to experience stuff. Never moved, never moved. To be honest, I was in a band and had a longtime girlfriend and that's the real reason. Okay. But after that ended actually this year, I, I still don't. Still trying to figure out where to move from here. I don't know if I want to move. I, I just don't. don't. Rush. I, I, you know, I'm going to be... Uh, Ben's a good place to, you know... To figure stuff out. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be 30 next year. Nice. Yeah. So... 30s are awesome. Are they? I find them to be uh, noticeably more exceptional than than the, the, the previous three decades. Yeah, it's like... Really? It's... Yeah, life kind of takes on its own... Uh, whew, it, you know, it becomes yours. Really? You know? It's like you, you own it. Yeah. You're like, okay. I'm like... Uh, I'm in my prime, so if I'm going to try and make a difference, like sure, now we're doing it. I like that. Yeah, I'm scared about it. Don't be, because I've been, you know, I think there's a certain like standard of you got to be an adult, and I mean, I'm an adult. I I'm completely independent and self-sustaining, but I think there's like a level of maturity that's expected that I don't know if I have, because like I don't know, I still like to have fun, like yes, and I don't take shit really that seriously. I. I do, but I try not to. Because if you do, you get lost in your own fucking head. Like yeah. you just you get you get stuck in a mindset, and that allows you to be that makes you stagnant and 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 close minded. And so I try to remain in this sort of flux, and I think that's why I'm like averted a little bit. I I don't know. Maybe I'm just being young, but I don't know if I'm going to get married ever. And I think the reason is is because I don't know if I want to stay stuck anywhere because I don't want to ever get stagnant in like my line of thinking or like I don't want to stifle like my ability to experience life. Not that marriage inherently inhibits that, but like 
I don't know. I just have a natural aversion to that. Pretty serious commitment. You've been married? I've not. I've been uh, dating the same girl for going on 10 years now. When are you going to marry her? <laughs> I'm sure is a question she's asking, not me. I'm sure that's that's probably being being asked, but uh, I don't know She's She's never brought that up. You have to be lying. Uh, we've danced around the subject okay. several times. So she wants to, you don't. I don't, uh, I don't know that that's the case. It's like, uh, I think when we both objectively try and look at our lives and where we thought we would have been by now and where we are, uh, not in any way necessarily in a negative light, right? Just in, in a reality check of like, okay, if we were, were uh, committed to each other until the, the day we died, like what would that, uh, what would that really look like? Are you, uh, like I love her very deeply and uh, I look forward to every day I have with her and I think it uh, I think we're extremely compatible and I think uh, there's a lot of good things and uh, but what the future holds I have no idea are you like open to the idea of marriage in it like Okay, are you closed or open to the idea of marriage, or are you closed or open to the idea of marriage with this one person? In other words, like, are you open to getting married in general? Ever? Because you fly solo for a while. 38 years, you fly solo for a while. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I, uh... That's a good answer. Uh, like, uh, my parents are still happily married, mm. as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Been married for a long time, um, but uh, I guess philosophically, I, I have uh, issues with what I understand marriage to be. And uh, you do, uh, yeah, absolutely. Is it because the government's involved? Uh, some of the more minor issues, perhaps. I think uh, it or does bother me. That, like a legal commitment is that what bothers you, or or just commitment in general? I uh, I don't know. the The only oath I've ever taken was uh, when I signed up for the for the military, and uh, I don't know. I I feel that there's some kind of weird magic to an oath. I feel like that uh, it's not something that should be done lightly. I don't think. Uh, Do you think companionship is uh, crucial to a fulfilling life? I think human companionship is absolutely sure. I mean, without human companionship, like, I mean, really, what is there? Nothing. Like, nothing. But uh, I think to uh, to go through like uh, the standard uh, marital vows, like, I don't know. It, it is a serious commitment, and so I mean, ten years is a serious commitment. You're already committed 10 years. That's a long freaking time. 10 years ago, I was 19. <laughs> sure, years but 10 years ago, I was, I was 28, right? So it's like definitely I think another one of these things is you get older, time moves faster, right? I'm not trying to make any excuses oh, no, for how long so I've been true. So true. dating this person. But I, uh, What does she want to do? I don't know entirely. You have I mean, never discussed I, it? I think she loves me very deeply, and I think if I were to propose to her, I think she she say would definitely yes. be receptive to that. She'd say yeah. Yes. yeah, but uh, but you don't want to. 
not yet or like, i mean i tell you like you know if i'm really gonna bear my soul here right i think there's well, a, of course. a reasonable chance that uh and again i i feel kind of maybe this isn't the best idea of putting this out there right but again like i was saying to begin with like going to the antarctic and, and going to the north pole is is illegal and so i think uh now knowing that and and knowing what uh what I know about the shape of the earth, it makes me wildly curious as to what's going on in both of these locations. Mm -hmm. And so when I feel like I've pushed it as far as I can locally and done what I can to try and uh, get some people to look into this so that hopefully the topic grows its own legs locally and, and word gets out uh, that I'm going to look. Right. So it was like the reason I signed up for West Point was because I wanted to be an astronaut. Right. I was like, so what's the next step after this? Like, let's just say people learn about the flat earth theory. They start to agree with you. Games a little traction. Oh, and also my second question is you said that you distance yourself from the flat earth society. Why is that? The flat earth society is it's my understanding is that it's a masonically controlled like a uh, counterintelligence group that it's it's uh what's the right word? Um Oh my gosh, I'm not coming up with it. But it's controlled opposition, right? Okay. Where they're going to give you 90% of what I tell you. When, so it's when just I'm devil's being, advocate is what you're saying? Uh, they're going to say, they're going to agree with me on 90% of this, that yes, the surface of water is flat and that uh, the sun and the moon are really close, but yeah. they're going to talk about things like universal acceleration is actually what gravity is, right? They're going to say that, with that. that all flat earthers somehow think that we're moving up at 9.8 meters per second. Yeah, you don't agree and with that. Not at all. Okay, then again, there's to, no no real flat earther thinks so we're know moving at all. Go down, you just don't know why. No, I know they go down because they're more dense than what's supporting them. Yeah, but why does the density cause them to go down? Because if they didn't, nothing would work. Yeah, right. But, it's like I yeah, think therefore I am is that basic of a comment or concept, right? Yeah, yeah, but everything you said still leads credence to gravity. Yes, it's more dense. That's no, why it goes down. It doesn't and if without gravity it, is this this extra nonsense force that supposedly curves the water. Right. In addition, in addition to things having naturally displaying density and buoyancy in relation to each other, depending on what they're made out of, mm -hmm. gravity again is supposedly causing all of these varying density substances mm -hmm. to congeal into this spinning yeah, it ball. It comes from the center of the Earth. That's why a ball happens. Sure, but yeah. again, yeah. I, like it depends on whether or not which will, you trust. Which will kill the flat Earth theory if like they, they conceded that gravity existing it would destroy their argument which totally makes sense that they had that that it doesn't exist in, yeah is gravity yeah. right this is a concept nobody has mentioned in any historical text ever well they also in, have no way to measure it but yeah nor do we now because it's not a real force right it's like it's the technically king's clothes. A theory, everybody's yeah. like oh what nice fancy clothes he's wearing it's like dude the guy's naked i swear just look at him Gravity's not a real force just look at the surface of water <laughs> if it were real it would be hilariously obvious like it seems hilariously obvious to me. To me, no, I know we were but all not, like brainwashed to think this, right? Whatever so, you think, I'm brainwashed. Absolutely, I was brainwashed, right? And I went to West Point, which means I really know something about brainwashing, right? And and, and all that means is to repeat something over and over and over. But again. are you smarter? You're. I mean, you're not. I mean, I. You're definitely incredibly intelligent, but you're not smarter than everyone else. Than you know. No, like, but again, I'm. I'm. Uh, they were. Like I'm exposed to this information, right? and I'm still like. 
But again, I'm I'm uh, I'm the I'm open minded summation of my how did I spend my last 38 years? Right, I spent them measuring things. <sighs> Lee would be so happy. I right spent now. them taking plane rides. Yeah. I spent them on geologic trips. I spent them sure. like at all these elevated positions above the world. I spent them scuba diving out on coasts. I spent them taking cruises. I mean, me too. I spent them at West Point Military Academy, the same Which place cool. that that Buzz Aldrin, you know, went. Right. So the point is, I exposed to my. It, well, all I'm saying is, is my my skill set is extremely well positioned uh, to to understand the the nonsense that's involved in this argument, right? So I'm not in any way claiming to be more intelligent than anyone, but I definitely have the required skill set to know whether or not I'm spinning right now, but don't feel it, and whether or not the surface of water curves, but I can't measure it, right? Extremely wildly, like like everything I've ever done up to this point has been like. So that when somebody was like, hey, actually go measure the surface of water real quick, mm-hmm. that it wasn't some like crazy undertaking, right? It was like, okay, I'm going to go do that in the morning, yeah. right? And as it turned out, like it, it was flatter than hell, right? <laughs> Completely flat, just like we all know it to be before we even go measure. But when you really apply a GPS and, and a, like a high zoom lens to this situation, it, it becomes hilariously obvious, right? And so that's, that's where I'm at on it. Patrick Burke, you're an incredible person. I I truly, truly enjoyed talking with you today. I mean, wow, Jared, it's just it was a pleasure to be here, man. It's just it's just an awesome experience, and uh, I really I really enjoy talking with people. I I just I just don't understand because the world is so vast and so much perspective and. It's just so much to learn. Like you don't stay in your own lane, you know, don't stay in your own mindset. You have to find out what's out there. What's mm-hmm. out there, man. You cannot. And I'm not saying that to you. I'm saying that to our listeners. I'm like, you have to ch- branch out. Like if you're a Hillary supporter, talk to a Trump supporter, see Do what's it. going on. Don't say they're a racist. Just yes, say, man. just walk up and say, what's your deal? Do that everywhere you go. America. Cause it's so worth it. And say America. Absolutely. Wherever you go. And you better have a beer in hand and a podcast mic in your face. Amen to all that. (laughs) Excellent. It's been a pleasure, man. Jared, right back at you. If anybody wants to contact you directly, talk to you, maybe start a conversation, someone who might be interested or opposed, where can they find you? Uh, I kind of intentionally stay off all social media, but uh, please just send me an email at uh, P-B-U-R-K-E-3-5 at M-E dot com. Okay. And I will happily respond. Wonderful. Okay. You've been a real pleasure, man. You Thanks guys have a good there. week. And uh, we'll see you guys later. You made it to the end. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Hey, if you guys like the podcast, please subscribe to us. And also give us a rating. These these kinds of things are what help us uh, become more visible on iTunes, which is huge. I mean, there are... I think half a million podcasts right now, 600,000, something like that. So we're one. And so every single uh, rating and subscription reviews uh, really do help. I mean, the competition is stiff. Uh, and we want to get more people you know, involved in this. If you guys know anybody neat that uh, you think could be interviewed for this podcast, somebody unique with a good story, please email me at someonepodcast.com at gmail.com you can also email me there if you have any questions uh, if you have any corrections I also welcome those I'm sure you, 
<laughs> I'm sure you have plenty in this one. Um, please let me know. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can also check us out on Spotify. Don't forget that. You guys have an amazing day and we'll see you next time.